Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, youngsters. Welcome to Long May You Young. This is Luke, one of the hosts I never, ever do this pre-intro thing, but I'm going to now because I just got drunk and created a Patreon page. So if you go to patreon.com slash longmayyouyoung, you can sign up now. We're not going to do anything till October, and we're not going to do anything unless enough people sign up. But if you're really interested, we're going to have bonus episodes, early access to episodes. We're going to have me and Russ doing monthly covers, Zoom hangouts, a whole bunch of crap. There's all kinds of tiers. Um, It might be ridiculous, but it's probably going to be awesome. We're going to talk about, you know, live albums, archive shit. Uh, We'll get nails in there, probably the titty bird, the jacket. We're going (laughs) to... watch Back to the Future 2 with Mike and do commentary. It's just going to be all your dreams coming true <laughs> on one website. Uh, but if you're interested in that, uh, definitely sign up now uh, so I can just gauge it. It's patreon.com slash longmayyouyoung uh, and uh, if I have any spelling errors on there, please let me know that as well. Uh, but uh, anyway, let's get into the episode. We're going to talk about Fork in the Road. And at the end, we talked to Mark Ray, uh, who worked with Neil on the Link Vault. Uh, so stay tuned for the whole episode. It's going to be a good one, um, despite all our mixed feelings on the album itself. Anyway, long live Neil. Fucking Neil, man. Long live old silver gold. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Uh, this is another Zoom episode. I... I both apologize and don't for these. Uh, Zoom is very convenient, but also the audio quality kind of sucks in this, and I am sorry in advance. Uh, we ran into a bunch of technical difficulties, but uh, I think the the point's been made. We're going to try to get back to doing live stuff ASAP, and I think by October we'll be almost exclusively live again um, with, you know, obviously some exceptions. I'm, 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 I'm talking too much. I Let's get to the episode. This is, this is already too long of an episode, and I'm this intro is too long. All right. All right, here we go. Fork in the road. Here we go. Let's start it. Cough up the box. Cough up the box. Cough up the box. Cough up the box. That's, that's the theme for our Patreon that we're going to start in October. <laughs> Cough up the box. <laughs> <laughs> Cough up the box. Cough up the box. <laughs> We're gonna see if I should have kept my um, should have kept my O2 Corolla. I could have taken it, seen if I could put an electric motor in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, I stayed up till midnight last night watching all of those. I didn't get to the very last episode, but I'm, I was just watching the first episode right when this call came in. They're very entertaining. Everything you love about Neil is featured in all the Link Volt episodes. Undone. They even get on a train. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Somewhere, right? That's right. They had to take a train somewhere. Uh, of, and of then course. there's that scene outside the garage where all those crows are like flying south. Yep. 
why are there so many? It's like, I don't know, Neil, you're the fucking bird expert. You're the one obsessed with birds. Oh, of course, uh, we're talking about the Linkvolt series on the Neil Young archives that mm-hmm. I think you might only be able to watch on the Rust level. But Yeah, you pretty much can only do anything now on that yeah. level. It's just another reason for you to definitely get the... Uh, get the archives. I was dying laughing on that first episode when he just drove across the country running Mm -hmm. into all these people, those two guys. And like, uh, what was it? Uh, it's like that when they, when you first get to Colorado, it was like Jericho, Colorado or Trinidad. They're in that little town. And that one dude's like Neil young. And the other guy's like, he has no clue. (laughs) They were hammered. Yeah. They were totally hammered. He runs into a few hammered people, right? Uh, Oh yeah. Wasn't that the same town he ran into the, uh, the transvestite? Yes. Ethanol. Just by chance, he runs into a transvestite who's also an ethanol scientist. Yeah. Yes. It was was perfect. It was great. Strange things happen when worlds collide. Yeah. Look at that, Mike. Look at that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Everybody should watch it because, um, one, one, it's just to me, if you love Neil, it's infinitely entertaining. I love Neil talking to the, uh, the used car salesman, not to use up all our stuff here, but he's talking to the used car salesman somewhere in Kansas. Guy's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I sell gas powered vehicles. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> Neil's talking to him. He has no idea who Neil is, but that's not the funny thing. The funny thing to me is Neil has like a box of good and plenty, like <laughs> yeah. stuck in his front jean jacket pocket. Like he was eating it and he's like, Oh, this guy's coming. I'm going to put the rest of my good and plenty in my pocket. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's like just such a Neil thing. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, this pocket's made for good and plenty. Oh yeah. And the best too was I at keep the, my snacks was at the end of that. He, so he's talking to this guy and the guy's like, don't do it. Don't do, don't put this engine in the, in a continental. Oh, yeah. And then he's yeah. like, all right, can we use your, can we use this in the movie we're making? He's like, yeah, that's fine. My name's whatever. And he goes, yeah, I'm Neil Young. And the guy doesn't bat an eye. He's just like, oh yeah, like, here's yeah, my card. See ya. Yeah. Here's my card. Buy a car. I don't care who you are. I have no idea. <laughs> I love but, Toby Keith. <laughs> I kind of get it. So my wife watched a little bit with me and she's like, I, I would have no idea who Neil Young is. Like if I just saw him on the street, I would think it was an older yeah. grumpy man. He blends in. Yeah. That's the great thing about Neil. We always talk about the way Neil dresses. Yeah. He kind of dresses like, I don't know, like the dudes who are, you know, sitting there at Dunkin' Donuts, scratching scratch tickets. Usually. Yes. You know, Playing you know Keno I mean? at a liquor store. Right. Exactly. Like just, you, you, you couldn't pick him out. <laughs> I Absolutely fucking love him. not. Fucking yeah. Neil, man. This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys. Trans and Harvest and Illinois We're gonna sit and listen to each one It's Long May You Young Welcome to Long May You Young, the uh, only Neil Young podcast that we know of until those Canadian guys in Quebec get their act together. My name is Mike Shu, along with Luke and Russ Condon from the band Town Meeting. We take on Neil Young's musical output one album at a time in order of release. We do other stuff too, bonus episodes, interviews. We cover his films, but uh, this week we are covering 
uh, yet another concept album from Neil, uh, the much maligned Fork in the Road. And uh, mm. we will, I have, a, like I said, I have a very unpopular opinion about this record. But before that, I want you folks to know that you can go to longmayyouyoungpodcast.com and catch up on all the episodes if you missed anything. Or if there's that one episode where Luke completely infuriates you and you want to play that for your psychiatrist because you can't stop talking about the time he mentioned semen, then uh, Which you can time? find Wait, that yeah, episode. I was say, that, that well, that's, how many episodes have we done? This will be like 57 or 58. I, I don't know exactly. Okay. But. So 56 out of the 58 episodes, Luke mentions semen, just to give you a heads up there. <laughs> if you're just tuning in for the first time. So long may you young podcast.com. You can also buy merch and you can find us on was Facebook. That was a heads up a pun there, shoe. Yeah, that's right. Get I also, it? I also Unless think you're uncircumcised. Then, <laughs> then don't I listen don't to this podcast. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> We've made that clear from the beginning. I can't. I totally forgot. I got to close this window. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on. No, hold on. Mike's yelling about semen and shit. Oh, my God. Who's outside? He's probably got a daycare out there. I totally forgot. I totally forgot. So, a rabbi. (laughs) Seriously. A rabbi lives directly across the street from me, him and his, his family. And so through, through the whole pandemic thing, he's been having services outside in his driveway. Oh my God. Um, so they set up, you know, like a little tent and stuff and he gets out there with the thing. You know, they're, they're, they're Orthodox. I mean, these, you know, yeah. they're, they're like every single holiday or, or event they're celebrating out there with the community. Like people come from all over Worcester or wherever to Ew. get in on this guy's services. He was doing it every night, too. He was doing services every night. No, as actually great. Because they sing all the time. And it's actually pretty cool. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go out there and sit on the porch and they're like partying hard. Like they'll, it's, it's New Year. It's like it's coming up on Rosh Hashanah, right? So yeah, what do they I think say? it Rosh is Rosh Hashanah. And, uh, yeah, and so they're going to have a huge party out there for the next couple of nights, and they roll, they rage on, they sing, and they dance, and it's all like, hey, hey. and uh, so I, I don't want them to think I'm making fun of them. I'm no, actually, well, I enjoy I, it, but I don't want to be screaming fuck and yelling <laughs> uncircumcised while they're having they're having a service. Like people are like dressed up. There's like kids dressed up well, and like dresses. People are and stuff. people are getting circumcised as you. Well, yeah, there might be a press <laughs> and I'm yelling. <laughs> You know, well, maybe so I, they maybe they had to close the window. I don't want them to hear me. Maybe they'd be psyched because they heard, thought you might be yelling "fuck the uncircumcised," and they'd be like, maybe. "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Which you know we do try to say that every episode. In We're fact, very... that T-shirt will be available at longmayyouyoungpodcast.com <laughs> very soon. Jesus. FNM on the front. <laughs> Fuck the uncircumcised on the back. FTU. <laughs> Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm scared of with with FNM? Because we have, if you go to longmayyoungpodcast.com, you can buy merch. We have hats that say FNM. Yeah. If you're a longtime listener, you know that that stands for fucking Neil, man. But I, I was nervous when I did it. I'm like, I wonder if there's some like bad fucking other meaning for this from like ten years ago that might resurface 
like FNM. The closest thing I could think of, someone was like, "Is that?" Someone was like, "I don't know. Maybe it means fake news media." And I was like, "Oh no!" The first thing I thought of was like, "Faith No More fans are going to be real confused <laughs> if they tune into this podcast." What yeah. the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, Talk about Mr. Bungle, you fucking pussies. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's why I had to... No, I get it. <laughs> hey, we got some big news. We should let uh, all our listeners know that the three of us finally played disc golf together. I mean, That's right. On, that's is that, big is news. that really big news? We've been talking about it since we first started this uh, podcast. Russ wants to talk about it because he had the second highest score of the group. Yes, the I, was, hey, I, was pretty, yeah. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, we know. We just said that's why you want to talk about it. <laughs> that's right. That's why. I do, do I like that. Size asshole. We get together to play disc golf in person, but not. We're still podcasting over Zoom. I know. We're still on Zoom. We have to talk about Neil yeah. on Zoom because I spit a lot when I get upset. Yeah, it is. It is funny. Like the whole pandemic, we're like in person, in person, and then once we all got vaccinated, we're like, we need to zoom this podcast now. Well, once we all got vaccinated, that meant that we all went back to work or like work or your band, you know, town meeting started getting gigs again. That's you know, true. I got a job. That's true. So, you know, very life, true life, not the album, but the actual thing getting in the way. Here. When is the Pike just going to change its, uh, its handle to just WAF again with all the AAF people? would. <laughs> I the wish mean, it would. Just make it so know, much right? easier. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God the AF people still are still out there. And, and thank you for listening. Yes. To 100 FM Pike, which you can listen to online at pikefm.com or download the free app on your smartphone and listen anywhere in the world. Hey. Please. Um, so, uh, yeah, we will probably do some in-person ones coming up. September is crazy busy for me. We have a cluster of shows and then I'm going to a bunch of shows. So that'll be the last busy month. But in October, I'm hoping we can get into a schedule and we might stay bi-weekly if we bring that Patreon up. The only reason I bring the Patreon up is because a bunch of people messaged us and have commented that they would like it. And now the ideas are brewing. What would, what would we do for the Patreon? Oh, we what, gotta, what like, bonus material could we possibly have that people would pay money for? Oh, there's so much, Mike. There's so much. I mean, unless we get Nils back on. Nils, Nils would be definitely yeah. a big part of it. Uh, we would do uh, Neil Young side stuff. We would probably do Buffalo Springfield, maybe some CSNY. We would okay. do Mike, Mike okay. watching Back to the Future 2 live. We would do that. Oh, oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I actually, I don't have it with me, but I wrote in a we notebook do, yeah, a we, bunch of episode ideas. we talk about doing a commentary? Yeah, yeah. I think we absolutely should. Oh, you mean like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 on yeah, like, like we, Russ Never Sleeps? This other, this other podcast I like does that, and they only do the commentaries on their Patreon. And it's cool. Oh, okay. They're like, okay, the logo's on the screen now, pause it, press play now, and then they talk you through. Like, it's great. I love it. Yeah, we should definitely and do I that. And I think we should do okay. that for, for movies okay. that Shu hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah. There's got, I, got, I got a bunch of ideas that I think will be great. So just, just, just wait, Patreon. Cough okay. up the bucks is right, what I'm scary. saying. All right. You know you what? Know, it, okay. that's if right. you re- You're going to cough up the bucks. <laughs> if you are, if you really are, uh, if you do want a long may you young Patreon, then uh, let us know. Uh, comment or leave a post or whatever. We got to get into this album here because I want to hear your controversial yeah. opinion. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, Fork in the Road came out in... Uh, Came out in 2009. I actually saw him perform the majority of these songs live on the Chrome Dreams 2 tour. 
Damn. He played when he played in Worcester, I think it was 2008. I just looked it up here. He played at the uh, DCU Center in Worcester, December 13, 2008. And he played, he debuted Cough Up the Bucks, Hit the Road, and Get Behind the Wheel. So those okay. three songs he played for the first time live, but he also threw in Light a Candle and Fuel Line and um, When Worlds Collide and just singing a song. Nice. Also in that show. And some fucking tune called Needle and the Damage Done. I don't know where that one's from. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I remember seeing them live and I remember liking them live. Really? And okay. Yeah, I, I remember... Uh, well, I remember Cough of the Bucks mostly because they jammed it out for a while. Yeah. And it sounded really good. Did you say you, like saw, the fact you that, saw them this band? Like ben was yeah. Stuff? Yeah, it was, uh, it was Ben and Rick Rosas and uh, Chad Cromwell and Peggy and another woman singing. I'm not quite... It might have been Astrid. I'm not quite sure. So this and is the last, had, uh, uh, last Long Grain studio record. The last yeah. yeah, this is Ben Keith's last. Yeah. Jeez. Speaking I'm sorry, of, we should have lit a candle. I know, yeah. right? Our wow, first Patreon is going to be 30 minutes all the of, puns today. All the, um, <laughs> you're doing a our, great uh, job here, man, with these... Uh, I guess they're not puns. What, what, what would you call that? i call that a pun. That's a pun. Uh, our first Patreon yeah. should probably be Russ crying for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm crying extra today because of Michael K. Williams. Oh, uh, yeah. The best. Well, he shouldn't have done heroin. Is that what he died from? Yeah. Well, oh, that's, damn. that's what they're, that's what they're thinking, but. Oh, that sucks. I didn't know that. I mean, Hey man, he, he you know, he, he struggled, he got off of it for a while and then that's what happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that's sad. sad. He was also great in Lovecraft country. I don't know if you guys saw I loved, lo- I loved him in Lovecraft country. I loved yeah, that he show. was very he, good in that. He, he was, was amazing. In also that. in every HBO show I've ever seen. Like I'm rewatching the Sopranos <laughs> and I forgot he's just in the Sopranos for like two episodes. Does he show up in the Sopranos? Yeah. He's the, oh. he, it's his apartment that Jackie jr. Stays in right before he gets whacked. Oh. That means kill every, every HBO thing. So he was in curb your enthusiasm. Yes, he Probably. was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was in an episode of Curb. <laughs> I swear, he was in season eight of Curb. I See, you don't know if I'm know. I'm serious or not. That's how I'm not buying it. <laughs> he I was on Patreon of Luke. He was in the, the night of. He was in the Wire. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He was in Lovecraft Country. Love is that HBO? Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of. He's in a lot of HBO shows. But his best role though is easily is Community. Yeah, his best role is. The professor. He was in Community. Yeah, yeah he played a professor. That's awesome. He was great. I love that episode. He even said in nice. one episode, "A man's got to have a code," and then everyone got tingles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All great, right. Well, great actor. Let's get back to Fork in the Road here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> this um this is basically an album that details his pursuit of finding an alternative fuel source for his '59 Lincoln Continental. Yeah. And I, you know, when this album came out and I listened to it, I'm like, I thought it was pretty good. I totally, you know, love the message. I totally believe in alternative fuel sources and stuff, but I wasn't too impressed with it until I watched all of the Link Volt episodes. Yes. And it's, it's basically, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a travel log of him and Larry Johnston and, and Link Volt and, and meeting that dude. What's his name? Johnny Magic. <laughs> 
Johnny Magic. Yeah, Johnny Goodwin in Wichita. In Wichita. (laughs) Where they take the car to get uh, converted to an electric electric engine. But a lot of people, even Neil himself said on the archives that this was probably his most disliked album. Which I find hard to believe. I way, way disagree. I enjoyed this album. Been worse. I did do. I mean, I, 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 I thought this was way better than Chrome Dreams 2 or Prairie Wind. Infinitely even, better than both of those. Or even Silver and Gold. No. Yeah, better than Silver and Gold. Yeah. Way, way better it, than Silver and Gold. You know why? No. Because it's got no. life to it. No. Russ, are you serious? To it. Are you yeah. just saying that to be controversial? You really? This album, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's grown on me a little, but not enough for me to make any kind of claim like that. It's mostly just white guy blues. No, no, absolutely not. White this album's great. Now, how, how is that? How's that? How's what? Elaborate on white guy blues. Like, what do you mean? Just like the, that version of blues where it's just, and, and don't get me wrong. I love when Neil plays the blues, but I got, I just was like, the, the only exceptions for me were like light the, the candle and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Just, oh. it, got, it got too much. I don't know, Luke. Like you, 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 you don't like actual talented, like really talented blues white guys not, like Joe Bonamassa. True. I like Joe Bonamassa. Who doesn't? Who's the guy who doesn't like Joe Bonamassa? Is that Shoe? I don't know. No, I like Joe Bonamassa. Oh. Do you not like Stevie Ray Vaughan? Luke? I don't like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, okay. Oh, Luke, yeah, Luke doesn't like Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's what I was thinking. Because Stevie Ray Vaughan is just a Jimi Hendrix ripoff. But we don't need to talk about this right now. Okay. <laughs> I see Shoe blinking. I just don't get this white guy blues thing. I mean, he's playing, he's using the blues, yeah. but he's not really. He's using it a little bit. There are some really good original songs on this album. Yeah, I think that, you know, this, this album has more passion and way more focus than the last two albums. By like far. The last two albums, I probably would never go back to. I'm never maybe touching for Chrome maybe Dreams one or again. two songs if I want to hear them. You'd go back to this? I would definitely go back, especially while I'm driving. I listen to this a lot in the car. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, along with, I don't say, it, I'm not saying it's as good as Ragged Glory, but it's one it's of those. It's not as good as Ragged albums, Glory. No, nowhere near, but it's one of those ones you throw in the car and it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect for driving. The last two were just kind of like. Duds. Something <laughs> you'd put on in the background in a fucking coffee shop. Yeah. You know, but this no, one coffee shops wouldn't play it. this. And I think it's because of the message. I think he really believed in the message. It wasn't a patchwork thing. He wrote all these tunes with a focus and it's, it's something he was believing in. And it, maybe it is, maybe it's part of his, his sales pitch. You know, this is part of his sales deck. Yeah. You know, this and, and then I mean, all the, I think all so. the like, well, I the, think with the videos, the including, videos in, you know, the, the videos, including the, the tunes and stuff, I feel like, but whatever, I don't care about that. I just, I, I, I enjoyed it. And there, there are some things I enjoy on it and there are, there are some really catchy, like there's some earworms on now, here for ho- sure. Hold on, Russ. But let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is part of why you, is part of your dis taste for this album that this is Ben's last album and you thought he was not showcased enough. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah, I think that's absolutely what it is. <laughs> I had a feeling that was what it would be. That's probably a part of it. Cause he's really not this. You don't think of this as a Ben album at all. No, not at all. What not does he even all. play in this? 
he plays guitar he plays, and, and he organ. plays guitar and organ. He plays a pretty sweet lap steel on um, on the candle song, but that's like it. No, what's the other off the road? Doesn't he have the like one some I'm parts on off the road? Like it, too? I thought it was just uh, no. He's on he's on light a candle too, but he also has yeah. some really great steel stuff on uh, on off the road. But a lot of people really didn't like this album. Um, and then on his notes on, on the archives, Neil said, uh, let me see here. This wild, crazy thought really got a hold of me, and I wanted to tell the story of these times in a record. All the songs were written during that period. Not very entertaining, it turns out. This is one of my most disliked albums in recent memory. Mm. I like it. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Neil rules, man! Hell yeah, that I, makes me like no, it. I, I know, I love that. I listen. I fucking love that shit. I love that 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 he has that attitude about it, and uh, and that he it's very fucking Neil, man. And for that reason, I I I really enjoy it. I will also say this is another one of those, and this kind of how it seems to be with a lot of the later Neil stuff is that I have to be in the exact right mood for me to like really dig it. And like the first time I listened, I wasn't in the right mood for it. And I was like, just not digging it too much. And then and I was like driving to the beach the other day and the sun was out. And I was like you said, Shu, I was driving. I was in the right. It, the, the, the album was made for you to listen to it while driving, essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you're not driving, it might not work as well. Maybe no, it does. Maybe it will. It but does. Like, it when does. I was driving... And the sun was out and it was a nice day and I didn't have work and, you know, I'm going to the beach and whatever. Yeah, you were I, wanted to listen to On the Beach because you were going to the beach. We get it. But anyway, I'm, you know, I, I liked it then. I, I enjoyed it more then. Uh, and, you know, once I, once I did more research on the, like, yeah, he has a focus. This is like a, essentially a concept album. You know, and <laughs> how much more Neil can you get if you're writing an album about your car? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like yep. he, for, for um, him though, it was a compromise because he's like, you know what? It's not about a train or a bird. So he's, and I don't even mean I don't even mean when I say like because I know you're you know you're testing me on my my white guy blues thing. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying I can only take so much of that. It doesn't mean that I hate it or don't think people should do it. And I can't think of a, a good enough example except for like a local example that only like maybe Luke would get where no exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, Like if some people at, at the bull run, you know, where it's like three hours of, of a, an older white guy playing the, his version of the blues. You at least going to give him a no, plug. There's, there's no like soul in it really. There's, it doesn't make me like, it doesn't put me in my feels in the way that like true blues w- does, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Clapton would, I get it. Jesus, yeah, Luke. we get it. Come on, the king of the blues. Yeah, the king. I'm not, I, ah! <laughs> All right, you guys take over. I'm gonna drink my. Uh, I'm, gonna drink, I'm gonna drink my strawberry and honeyberry vodka lemonade, seven uh, percent wow. alcohol by volume. I'm gonna smash this down. Hey, don't give them a free plug unless we're also plugging cacti hard seltzers, uh, which are delicious. And this, oh is, a, this is a dogfish head product. I wish I could drink so I could show you guys. Oh, what by the way, fucking man drinks. By the way, disc, golf, sake. disc golfing with Mike sucks because he goes at like six in the morning 
and I normally bring like a six pack with me, and I'm like, well, I can't justify drinking at seven <laughs> in the morning, especially because she was not drinking. Either, yeah, so, Luke would just be belching and falling down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous place to be drunk or high. Yo, God, oh, you're that, not kidding. That, yeah. yeah, that course, the hill man. and uh, and Devons. That yeah. was yeah. um, yeah, that was a rugged course. I hate. I was gonna take a gummy beforehand. We're like, nah, I don't know the course. You know, let me play right. it first. Oh, shoot. And, I, it's I, like. and now looking back on it, I could have fallen off of a ledge and broken yeah. my neck at several different points on that course. Yeah. That's yeah. like one disc golf it's course where you probably kind of should fun, wear a though, in, in the, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun yeah. in that way, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. I love that. I love yeah. the challenge. I love, yeah. you know, there's another place in Conway called the Highlands of Conway. Very much like that. Middle of the yeah, woods, check. all rocks. I know we're, I know we're trying to get through this quicker, but uh, I also have to give you give you uh, thanks, Shu, for for that um, for those those little treats you gave Luke and I. The gummies um, they yeah. work. Uh, so I haven't taken any THC in a long time because I had a, mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a bad. I hope you just took one then. I had a bad episode. I had a like a sliver of the corner. Oh, okay. Uh, when I went to the beach, and it was great, and it, it was a nice way for me to like dip my toe back into it. Mm-hmm. Kind of s- slowly get into Russ it. Russ also so, has selective memory because he definitely got high when we played in Colorado. <laughs> did I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was good weed then. It was good weed. If you can't remember, that was good weed. Remember we played Colorado, we played Denver, show went awesome, packed house. Then we played Colorado Springs and three people came and then you got high. <laughs> when, when did I, what did I take? What did I do? I don't know. You were smoking some shit outside the hotel and it was, and I wanted to smoke really bad and I was like, nah, we got to wake up early and I'm going to have to drive. So <laughs> fuck man. I was drunk. Yeah. You were, it was, you were having fun though, but yeah. Oh, All right. Well, yeah, Listen, anyway. we we've all expressed our first takes on Fork in the Road. But, I, well, I mean, yeah, media. I just I, Luke Luke hasn't, but I I just oh. wanted to say I didn't necessarily mean that in a negative way, Shu. I just I just meant I I don't feel it as it doesn't like it's it uh it there are some really good stuff and Neil plays really well and there are things I enjoy and when I'm in the right mood and I'm driving it's great. But um, I don't know. I think I felt some of the other ones you brought up more to a little bit more. I, I don't know. Chrome Dreams, even like like I thought about like the way that last song on Chrome Dreams. I that song. You like this? I less felt than Chrome that Dreams? more. I Ugh. felt some of those songs on Chrome Dreams more than I did the songs on this. That's all. But it's not bad. I like it. I, my, so my for my initial take on this is I actually liked it a lot, and then I watched the. Link Volt documentaries Document. episodes. If if my vocal's doing something weird, I apologize. My I'm keeping keep getting these weird. You gotta turn up lights. a little bit. Turn up. All right, here we go. How about is that better? Yeah, and and you, shoot, was yeah. he skipping a little for you as well? He just yeah stuttered a little bit. Okay, all right. Um, but uh, the uh, I I liked it a lot, and then I watched the documentary things on the archives, and I like now I like it even more. Like right. I just same with me. That's the same exact thing. Yeah. And yeah. um, I, I, to be honest, re- really like this album now. And it's, again, it's not on the beach. It's not the fucking ditch. No, trilogy. no, no. no. And it's not supposed to be, but for no. what it is, it's really good. And then some of the, like some of my favorite songs, like I will put on a mix, like uh, just singing a song, fucking awesome song. I think, I think it's great. I think it's really, really good. Um, and then, you, go ahead. No, no, what are you going to say? I just really quickly was going to also say that we, in our last episode, we also talked about briefly covering the um, Canterbury, the Sugar Sugar Mountain live at Canterbury. 
yes house or whatever and so i've also been listening to that as well and so it's hard for me to hear a 68 young neil right doing these songs that i love and then and then listening to a 2009 neil 62 year old neil yeah singing about his car that's it's just like a, a a sort of a weird balance but that's fucking neil man that's why we do what we do right. here's what you but it's understand. more it's more than just about his car i right. know that i know, you know the message yeah. is, is yeah. greater than just his car yes, and the absolutely. message is greater than just an alternative fuel source i mean the whole message of this album is stop sitting on your ass and complaining and get up and do something yeah which yeah, is Russ. what he did you know he if, sunk he sunk a million dollars into this car just to find out that spoiler alert it couldn't run on just electricity. Yeah, Russ. It sounds you to know? me like you're being the most selfish person I know right now. <laughs> yeah, call up Crosby. I'm a piece of shit. You know what? Why don't we <laughs> segue into Neil Young News, our new segment. It's time for Neil Young News with your host, Luke Thondon. Uh, so, Neil uh, Crosby, David Crosby turned 80. And uh, he did a bunch of interviews. And in one of the interviews, he said some really wonderful things about Neil Young. Uh, And what he said was, I'm a very liberal guy and a modern thinker. In terms of politics, Neil doesn't really do politics. He does Neil. What does that mean? Well, he's probably the most self-centered, self-obsessed, selfish person I know. He only thinks about Neil, period. That's the only person he'll consider ever. Would Young agree with that? Probably. He knows himself pretty well. <laughs> so, Even though yeah, he's, he's not political at all, he just wrote their their like biggest song, Ohio. Yes. And also, he was you know? literally like a, on the campaign with Bernie. Yeah, right. And wrote I, a song called the, "Let's I Impeach watched, the President." Yeah, I, Imp- I, like living with war wasn't political at all, right? I, I watched a Bernie rally that Neil Young was like the lead artist for. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? Nobody's more selfish than a crackhead, right? <laughs> David Crosby. Then a walking. No one's mustache. more selfish, and nobody nobody's better at hurting people around them than somebody in the throes of some kind of free base binge, um, right? David Crosby. David Crosby. I mean, he should know about being selfish and self centered. I mean, the guy. You know, the guy was a fucking crackhead, but yet his mustache looked great. He also right. loves to um, get into uh, just shit on twitter he loves it oh yeah Um, he also said on he was talking again about neil um and he said has there been any reconciliation no and i don't expect there to be the petty ass bullshit that goes on between us as people um neil has got a genuine beef i did something bad about his girlfriend talking about daryl hannah um now young's wife and uh i said i thought she was a predator (laughs) Okay, he can be mad at me. That's all right. So. Hey, Daryl. <laughs> David's talking about you. <laughs> That's what he so wants did. you to be in the new Predator movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daryl. That's my favorite bit from last week. Uh, so anyway, so that's my favorite thing about this news story, though. It's not technically Neil news, it's uh, but it kind of is. But is that as soon as he got called out on it, he backpedaled and said, I didn't say he was selfish. I said he, he was, was self-centered. Mm-hmm. Did that yeah. skip? My voice skipped. Fuck. That's okay. It's fine. We, we got the message that he, he backpedaled. Yes, he backpedaled. Um, and right. 
In other Neil Young news, uh, on uh, 9-1-21, if you follow the archives, they do this thing called the Link Vault Chronicles. And uh, they just recently posted about you know all the recalls on uh, the Chevy Bolt and the LG Chem batteries that are found in it. But uh, it's a pretty interesting story. It basically talks about how the Link Volt is now repowering again to become fully electric. And uh, they're trying to eliminate the generator and all this other stuff. And they said they're going to keep everyone posted. I just think, uh, and I know this ties into the to this album. I think the Link Bolt is just such a fascinating thing and a fascinating story. And I'm- is this the same Link Bolt that's repowering that burned down his warehouse? <laughs> the the very same, I believe. Really? Yeah. So the car survived. <laughs> they, they the car burst into flames, and they're and they're still trying to fix it up. This would be a good. I think so, but I'm not positive. This would be a good okay. question for our guest at the end of the episode. So. Okay. All right. All right. Because that that also happened. They left it plugged in, and it burst into flames, and yeah. destroyed a lot of his memorabilia and tapes and stuff like that. I guess. But on the morning of November 9th, twenty ten, a fire started in Link Volt's charging system while it was recharging in a warehouse warehouse belonging to young the car was damaged but it has been restored the last version of the link volts hybrid engine uses domestic green carbon neutral cellulosic ethanol from biomass so wow. hey daryl they're talking about domestic green carbon neutral cellulosic ethanol <laughs> from biomass <laughs> all right that concludes neil young news <laughs> No Neil Young Sports? <laughs> no Neil Young Sports today. Tune in next week for Neil Young no? Sports. No? Oh, okay. Sorry. That'll be a Patreon segment. Oh, Neil Young Sports? Yeah. Jeez. Bird today throwing. Today in curling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daryl, they're talking about curling. Hey, Daryl. favorite. Break, uh, out the, break out the rock. Daryl, <laughs> I do wonder, some curling. I wonder if they'll talk about birding. I'm going to combine the two. Burling. So I didn't. I'm going to push, push birds on the ice and try to knock other birds out of the way. <laughs> Come on, man. Daryl. That was your Neil Young News. Your Neil News is now dry. So, hey, did every episode of the Link Volt thing have that Daryl, uh, like in the first one, he picks her up? It goes back to it little bits here and there, yeah. 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 But it's like kind of almost like a movie type thing where it seems like they just met. Yeah, that's like part of the narrative in there. Right. Um, That was obviously done after Larry Johnson passed away, I think. He passed away. Finish it. I think he passed uh, away before this even came out. Yeah. Before any of this showed up on the archives, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. Like they had a nice little tribute to Larry Johnson in one of the episodes. I think it was four or five, where they had a little montage of Larry Johnson through the years and how important he was to Neil. Not yeah. just like filmmaking, but just everything. They talked about a great, him a there's lot, a great yeah. scene in there where he's talking to. Uh, there's two the two main technicians for the car. One is uh, that guy Jonathan Goodwin, and the other guy's name is Uli, the German guy. Yeah. And Larry Johnson's tearing him a new asshole. <laughs> and I can see why Neil likes to have this guy around because he's, he's, she's really funny until he gets in your face and he got into this guy, Uli's face. Cause they'd already spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And so we asked him, how are we today? We're going to start this thing up. He goes, Oh, well we need this certain thing. He goes, okay, you just want more of our money to throw around and just, yeah, just spend all our money. Right. 
And he goes like, what, what are you saying? And he kind of like gets close to his face. He goes, look, whatever. I'll get whatever it takes to get this thing started today. I'm fucking sick of this. All right. Yeah. So let's quit fucking around and let's, I want this thing started up within two hours. Yeah. And you can it was see, like, it was you like, can see wow. Uli's face too. He's like, oh shit. Cause he has Early, like, yeah, he walks away. He's like, okay, no more, uh, no more fucking free lunch. Yeah. Cause he's got a, he's got a half drunk <laughs> beer in his hand or something when he says yeah. that. And he's like, okay. And then, so yeah, then he just goes on to build a warehouse for someone named uh, Gus Fring, I think after that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, you, you know what, Rust, I think this is like, it, I understood this. I mean, I like this album. It was okay. I didn't really appreciate it. Like Luke said, until I watched the link fold episode. So much like, you know, I hate to bring this up, but landing on water and also yeah. what he wanted to do with trans was trans, to make a, a yeah. companion video element right. to the album to make it as one entire piece. Yeah. And uh so I think people should if if people didn't like Fork in the Road when it came out and they shit all over it. Um they should watch those episodes and check that. it out. I, I mean I will know, say I, I will say it helped tremendously that it came after Chrome Dreams 2 <laughs> and I really disliked Chrome Dreams 2. And I so that's part of why I appreciated this. And I think a lot of people I saw Facebook comments saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, Cuz the last couple those last couple albums are kind of sleepy. And this one has life in it, man. It's got fire in it. It does. I think it really does. Because he really believes what he's saying, and he should. Like he's got, but he's he has his his realistic dreams and like perceptions and uh, about what he's singing about. He's not. He knows. He knows he he has the means to do this, and not a lot of other people do. He knows that he. And so instead of just singing a song about it, right. He's actually putting, literally putting his money where his mouth is. Right. But he also knows like, this is one car. You know what I mean? You can drive my car. But think about it. If you, if you can convert this particular car, which is made out of solid steel and chrome and weighs about what? 3000 pounds. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's the longest car that was like the longest regular car. I think that was ever built. I looked it up Hold on, by Ford, up. I think. The it's like 19 feet long. Continental. Uh, where but is it's, it? It's a ton of steel. And so Ooh. if you can find an electric motor to power that thing, yeah. you know, it was, it was, I think it's he did that 6, to prove pounds. a point. 6,000 pounds, <laughs> yeah. right? Jesus. So I think he used this car to prove a point that, you know, if if an electric motor can move this car, it won't have a problem moving. You know, the the alloy chassis and the, you know, the the plastic bodies that are on cars these days. It'll move it more efficiently. But if we can move a car that's six thousand pounds on alternative fuel, right? You know, it doesn't say uh, the length. Is, it's like it's like nineteen feet long. It doesn't say feet on Wikipedia. It says two hundred and twenty-seven point one inches. So you'll have to convert that. I don't want to. Youngsters can uh, convert it. Yeah. Or five. The trunk. 000. You could probably fit my old Corolla in the trunk of this car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we? Uh, can we get the social media? Yeah. Because we had a lot of response to this on Twitter. 
I posted the album, said we were talking about this, and Stan on Twitter said, just blah <laughs> about this record. <laughs> and then um, the guys over at the Sabbath Bloody podcast, which is a great Black Sabbath podcast, yep. uh, said, how do they ever think that this is a good album cover? There's a lot of shit about the album cover. Yeah, the album to be cover honest, does suck. He lost me with this one. Came back for Psychedelic Pill, but more or less, the rest are going to be a fresh ride with you boys as a guide. Uh, Alan Morrissey, it sounds rushed and pretty forgettable, which, as a huge fan of Neil, is hard for me to say. <laughs> so, speaking well, of the so album... This, uh, this sounds way less rushed than Living With War. Agreed. But uh, just real quick, speaking of the album cover, Adam Morin, our friend from the beginning of the podcast, good old Adam Morin, says... The cover looks like Neil was caught by someone's doorbell camera while he was yeah. stealing Amazon packages. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And it's taken from, it's a still from one of his, his videos. He made all these like low budget videos with just him like setting the camera on a table or yeah. something. Like the most elaborate video that came out of this was the one for Cough Up the Bucks where he's sitting in the back of that limo with the full bar. I don't know if you guys got to watch that. I didn't that. watch any of the videos, It's no. just him on like, a, on like an old flip phone from back then singing into the phone like he's talking to like his broker. And he's got the Wall Street Journal. He's got a three-piece suit on <laughs> in the back of this huge limo that has a full, fully stocked bar inside. <laughs> You know, and he's just he's just singing the song, and that's it's just him doing that in the back of the limo. All the all the videos are like that; they're all just very simple. Why though? He has so much money, <laughs> right? Well, no, he doesn't because he spent it all trying to get that car to work, and uh, then he lost a million of it in the warehouse. Right, yeah, and he lost it. <laughs> yeah, another millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Um, Brandon Bowling on Twitter says, "I've never heard Fork before, and it's not like the reviews sold me on it, but I'll give it a go for you fellers." It won't be no Cripple Creek Ferry, I know. Um, Matt D, the, the Neil album for the aughts that I listened to the least. Thought it was kind of gimmicky at the time, so never really got into it. Did I miss out on a hidden gem? Looking forward to the revisit. That word's been used a couple of times from a few people, gimmicky. Yeah, that was, on Facebook, there's a few people. Uh, Joel from the Canadian Posting Facebook said, this is another gimmick album, just like he did in the 80s. There's... Few of those coming forward this time. It's an album entirely about his fucking car. It's hit or miss for me on this one. Some songs are good, some are dull. Now, I can see if you're listening to Everybody's Rockin' or if you're listening to Old Ways, and I can see where the gimmick, the word gimmick comes in. But this one, he's not... the, the, The gimmick, it's a concept album. Like Living With War and Greendale. Yes, you know, so were those gimmicks? No, it's. I don't think so. I agree with you, Mike. I think um, gimmicky feel. Eighties feels gimmicky. Everybody's rocking feels gimmicky. Even old ways feels gimmicky to me. And I know people love that album, but like this to me, it's like he. I don't think there's anything gimmicky about this. He didn't try to write certain styles of songs. It didn't. It feels like he just kind of wrote from his heart. And uh, it's like living know. with war. Yes, you know, it's like it's pretty direct. Yes. And again, I, I, the thought crossed my mind while I was listening to it. Wow, this would sound great with Crazy Horse. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. but it wouldn't because he's trying to deliver a message. Right. Crazy Horse is not the band 
to back Neil when he's trying to deliver a focused message. Mm. Like if Neil wants to write, like if Neil wants to use uh, a genocidal Spanish conquistador as a metaphor for his past (laughs) relationships, then yes, definitely use crazy horse and go on and on and on about it because the farther he goes with them, it's the more beautiful it is. But in this, much like living with war, because we said that about living with war, what else did we say that about? Didn't we say that about something else where it was like, this would sound good with Crazy Horse, but it just didn't fit what the message of the song was. Uh, it was recent. Um, right. But Living With War was like, that could have easily been a Crazy Horse album, but he used Rick Rosas and, 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 uh, and Chad Cromwell. It wasn't Are You Passionate, was it? No. Maybe it was. Yeah, there was, what was that long one on Are I feel You like Passionate? Shoe that might have, I think Shoe you might have we all that liked. Wait, that. it wasn't Ordinary People, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, on, on Are You Passionate? No, not the. Um, no, it was like a super long. We all said, like, hey, this yeah. would be, this would have been a great song if it was Crazy Horse. Yeah. Or no, that maybe that was the one with Crazy Horse. Maybe I am thinking. I feel like we said that a lot. I feel like we say a lot of things. What was, no. okay, what was the other long one on Chrome Dreams 2? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, That's the one what we were I, The saying. one I really like. Um, yeah, yeah. Ever, ever, ever After or No Hidden Path? No hidden path. No hidden, yeah, no hidden path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no hidden path. Yeah. But I think if he used Crazy Horse on this, it would just it would muddle the message. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He needed guys yeah. that weren't that he could kind of say, "Hey, lay back for a little bit," instead of just finding a groove and riding it until it was done. Well, plus he's been using these guys now for the past few albums, like Rick and and even yeah. Ben. Like he, the they've just been there. I feel like he was he kind of is starting to feel comfortable with them. He's in his sixties now, and not that he doesn't go back to Crazy Horse, but like he, I think he's in a groove that he likes musically with these guys. I don't know. Yeah, John Locke, noted youngster, noted youngster. Uh, he says, after Chrome Dreams 2, this record was a breath of fresh air. Last month was the first time I listened to it, and I really liked it. But like Landing on Water, I can't easily explain why I enjoyed it. That's right. Isn't John Locke, isn't his favorite period of Neil, the 80s? No, that's um, not Scott James. Parks. Scott Parks. I was going to say okay. James Clark, but it's Scott Parks. No, but John Locke, with this take, I agree with the most. It's after Chrome Dreams 2, this is such a breath of fresh air for me, and I can't really explain why. I think if this came after Ragged Glory, I would hate it. But because of where it comes... No, I don't think I would hate it, but I, w- I would be kind of unimpressed. But because of where it falls, I'm very I like much into it. Yeah, I like um, John John's response on James, James Clark's comment. Okay. James Clark had a comment about two disc dvd blah blah blah. regularly return to the dvd which actually goes back to what you were saying shu um that 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 james is saying he actually enjoyed the dvd more like he enjoyed seeing right what what neil was trying to say essentially right and he kind of wanted to do that with trans remember we talked about that he wanted to make a a mini film or a series of videos to go with each song in trans to better explain yeah. why he had and i wonder if that had happened if that would have lightened yeah any of the criticism on trans right. so anyway you know, when it first came out right uh so yeah so james can, goes on and says not bad either he well after he said barely ever listened to the album proper not bad either neil light love the title track and light a candle cough up the bucks vamp gets stuck in my brain on a loop sometimes 
And then uh, I like John's response. He said, James well said, this is Neil in a nutshell. No, uh, nutshell, no fucks given. He just wrote a record about his car and released it. If it sold, great. If it didn't, who cares? He still owns Lionel Train, so he's set for life, <laughs> especially when certain town meeting members buy their hats. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, I mean, this is like, this is, I always call this the magazine period. So he wanted to, you know, write an article about the war. So he wrote yeah. Living with War. Now he's writing an article about, you know, alternative fuel and the experiment right. with his yeah. electric car. Um, I think, um, I, I think like, this, I like what Pete, I like what this is all on that same comment thread on James's original comment. I like the, what Pete, Pete Lacey said, which he pointed out one of my favorite, um, uh, lyrics from the record. I'm a big rock star. My sales have tanked, but I still got you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> he says Thanks. that in the video too. He goes, I Does used to he? be a rock star. And now I, I'm 60. I'm not cool enough to be a rock star yeah, anymore. I love that part. Yeah. And I don't make any money. I mean, I make some money, enough money to make the next record. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just want to bring up uh, Herwig de Jong. You're saying it wrong. On Facebook. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I listened only once to the album. <laughs> Life is too short to spend on this crap. I'll give Zuma another spin instead. I suggest everyone to do the same. By the way, my family name is pronounced the young, not de Jong. <laughs> I like Sorry, how- Herwig. Sorry, Herwig DeJong, but thank you for your comment. <laughs> I knew you were going to... You should just double down and just start calling him Da-Dong. That would, that is going to be our Patreon. It, we're going to call also, it the Patria DeJong. Also, Mike Mike gets a pass. He can keep pronouncing it however he wants because his last name is Shu, right. but it's spelled like Hasu. Right. Yeah. So- H is in Shu, S is in Shu, U is in you suck. Suck it up, Herwig. Um, Pete Lacey has my favorite comment on Facebook. He says, I have nothing to say about this album. Ten songs and not a single mention of a bird anywhere. Right? right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that one, one. too. This is Does he mention trains? Did he mention a train somewhere in the album? I don't know. I don't know, think man. so. I don't think so. Um, and then Mario Boff says, makes me wish he stuck to songs about trains and birds instead of cars. Uh, the most brutal comment we won't mention yet because we'll be interviewing the person who made the comments. Uh, again at the end of this episode. So I think you guys can already figure out who it is. <laughs> yes. It's a pretty fucking brutal comment, especially for how closely he worked with this album. So. Well, wait, he didn't work directly with the album, though. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, he didn't work with the album. Right. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into it. Uh we should, we should move uh, on so I'll there's no I won't uh just go follow us on Instagram. Yeah. At Long May Young. Yeah. Um let's, uh, let's get into it, yeah. Yeah, you wanna go song by song? So I, I do feel bad because I also listened to Live at Canterbury quite a bit in this period, but I honestly I listened to that more than I did the Fork in the Road. I get it. Um we should No, you know, I, I listen to Fork in the Road more, but I, I've listened to Canterbury before multiple times. Let's do. I, I, a, I like that. Let's one just a do a quick take on Canterbury, and then we'll hop into it song by song with Fork. But like my one take on Canterbury, I mean, at this point, we've listened to so many of his like older or like greatest hits or whatever, like live versions of stuff. But this was interesting because of all the raps that he threw in there. So yeah, I don't he was know. in a good mood. He was in a great mood. Yeah, yeah, must have been the cocaine. He was feeling silly, man. He's he's fucking hilarious. And yeah. he was cracking ways. jokes. He's a funny dude. He yeah, is. he is. He is really funny. But <laughs> I love when he, he says that he, he never tells a lie on stage. On stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on yeah. stage. Yeah, right. that's great. Yeah. And uh, 
I love his whole the whole when he worked at a bookstore thing. <laughs> right. What, was, what yeah. was the one where he said, "I have this idea for a song, and it's just the instrument." Yeah. Was how about winter, winter long? Was that what that one was? Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, did we just hear Neil come up with the the first part of winter long right there? Like, I'm pretty sure that was him creating winter long. And then yeah. like he, cause he like throughout the, after that, like after he's, he was just fucking around. It sounded like, yeah. And then like did. he played, he played what would become winter long for a second and was like, Oh, that's a thing. It's like, there, there's an idea. And I wrote like, winter long in 2093. <laughs> yeah. What, what year was this? Was it 68? Yeah. You know, so what? he was he was in bet- was he in between? He hadn't even Buffalo he, Springfield. He, yeah, he was still in Buffalo. Di- no, Buffalo has he, has had ju- he, Buffalo had just broke. He even talks about how the oh, band broke really? up. Yeah, he says he, we broke yeah, up. Yeah, but he he hadn't made his first album yet. Not um, yet. He because he mentions that the that, case. Yeah, he mentions that his record's about to come or that it will be. He was like, "This will be on the new record." So yeah, right. the the solo, the self titled hadn't come out yet. His first one hadn't even come out yet. No, nope. that's interesting. Oh, speaking of his first album, shoo, did you like that? Emperor of Wyoming made it into the Link Bolt Chronicles. Yeah, there's some really <laughs> well chosen songs for the Link Bolt episodes. <laughs> oh, it's great. A lot of ones we like, a lot of ones we don't like. You know what? At some point when we make the Long May You Young Patreon, if we get uh, 20 subscribers, we'll hit uh, live at Canterbury in much more detail. But we got to get into Fork in the Road at this point. Right, think, so. right. Um, do you just want to hit the first song? Do you guys want to take a piss break? What do you want to do? Um, Does anyone need to pee? I don't need to pee, but if you want I don't need to pee yet. Not yet. I will sometime soon, but... Well, everyone's going to need to eventually. Oh, you know what is? You know what's weird to think about? After Fork in the Road, we have there's like a ton of archive stuff, a ton of live stuff. We really only have like I don't I think like maybe ten, eleven, or it might even be like nine studio albums. Isn't After that wild? This? Yeah. Oh geez, I don't like that. It's all like archive and John, live stuff after this. Speaking of John Locke, this, though, as far as studio records, I think it might even be ten. I don't know. I haven't. Did you right see? You? It's not much. John Locke messaged yeah, us and asked us how we were going to cover the archives. <laughs> he said, "Are you going to do it individually, or are you going to do one long six-hour episode?" I don't, I don't know. We, we, <laughs> we should think do. about that because after this, it's like a lot, it's all. He starts the archives. You yeah. might have to go to a Patreon. You might have to cough up the yeah. bucks. A six-hour Patreon session? No, we'll just break no, we the just archives. Do the archives. One at a time. Listen, if you want to hear us hear it on rant about the archives, which is just us ranting about our personal lives and occasionally talking about the archives, you're going to have to cough up the bucks. That's right. <laughs> like, I think we'll do the, the live, and obviously we do the studio, but maybe we'll do the live records and the studio records here and then do the archives on Patreon. I don't know. I don't know. We don't, why, why Let's does not anyone, plan this while we're recording the podcast? we have any, any kind of fucking plan for this podcast we i just don't uh, we're just not time traveling vamps we don't have some kind of deep plan you hey know? every everyone listening every youngster we started this because we were bored and we liked Neil yeah I, I don't know why anybody would pay for this i don't either but apparently yeah. people want to uh sure hey we appreciate that thank <laughs> of you of course we do but you yeah. put a value on something that we're doing here i don't know what parts but we're like know. it's just funny because it's like oh yeah i'm I pay to listen to these guys talk about Neil Young. Oh, are they experts? No, not no. at all. <laughs> they get, do they get shit right most of the time? No. Mm, no. Not really. 
No. Do do they talk about Neil Young? Do they give you like inside info? No, not even not not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, jo- join our Patreon when we start. <laughs> yeah, when we start it. When Let's start, start it first and then start talking about you it. Know How what? about that? You know what? That's we a good stop marketing being so, plan. We need to stop being self-deprecating. We're hilarious and we love Neil Young and we have a great takes on his shit. And you keep telling yourself that, Lukey. And this yeah. podcast came when worlds collided. You know, town meeting, Josh Dolan the being the the joiner, and then and then Mike. You know what I mean? Worlds collided, and then this is what happens when worlds collide. Uh, Shu is much better, much better at uh, segways. So, what do you got for us, Shu? Okay, all all that you said was totally distorted. I. I can you guys even hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, you okay. were a little bit. You were a little. That whole you, last you went a little bit seconds, you were for just a like second. In and out. You didn't hear me. I didn't. I talked about how this podcast just Barely. came about because you know members of Town Meeting joined a podcast that Mike She was on, and then that, this podcast is what happens when worlds collide. Oh, I lost him again. Fuck off. This is awesome. This is great <laughs> podcasting, and people want to pay for this. Yeah, really. How much would you pay for this? <laughs> We're gonna have fucking. We we need to have. Did you buy a car from this man? (laughs) I'd buy a train from him, Daryl. Take out the checkbook, Daryl. How much money we got left in the cookie jar? (laughs) Jesus. All right. Anyway, I was segueing into the first song, which starts. Daryl, that was a segue. He got that wrong. How much money do money do we have left in the birdie jar? (laughs) You know the one that tweets when you open the head. You know, by the way, you know Neil has a bird clock, where every uh, every every uh, fucking oh, every number number's a different bird. Yeah, and it makes the oh, bird yeah, noise. Absolutely. absolutely. He probably has several of those. But then the, the then the M night twist of the clock is that when it gets to twelve, and instead of like a cuckoo's, you know, the cuckoo, it's a train. So it's a bird train. <laughs> it's a clock. train that comes. You know, out. like when it get when yeah. it get yeah, the train comes out. Choo, choo, but it's not a it's then, not a cuckoo yeah. bird. It's a little David Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the bird comes out at midnight and goes, "What the fuck?" And then goes back in, and then the train comes out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I had a great Let's segue. get into the album. All right. Yeah. Here is the first song off of Fork in the Road. This is When Worlds Collide. Love that fucking bass line, that little bass yeah. bubble right there. That's so yeah. 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 This is a great intro. Um, and, j- and Russ, just so you know, so we, we've had some te- technical difficulties, youngsters. We've uh, you didn't hear this. But we just spent twenty minutes tra- because my computer is being an <laughs> asshole. Big but, surprise! Uh, you should leave some of that in there with Shu doing the sound effects. That was great. No, no leave, take we'll that see. all out. Uh, but but Russ, when you if you do it, if you want, see the volume bar on the bottom corner of your screen when so you're done with it, it just just slowly bring it down it's a little right. uh, behind the scenes magic but uh anyway i i love this as an intro song i think this i is do in, like this too yeah this is in my yeah. top three easily in my top three. yeah this song. is in my top three as well 
I love the crunchy guitar. It's the return of Nico Bolas, you yes. know, so the, the music's got, it's a little less earthy and a little more, you know, sonically, it's a little more edgy. And right off the bat, it's not Chrome Dreams 2. I know I'm being <laughs> shitty, but you know, right away, no, I'm I, like, yeah. it's just, this is, he's making this album. And, and the, the lyrics of this song, the fucking delivery of the song is fucking just, it's classic Neil, it's good Neil. I, I like the song a lot. I fucking, and I also love the concept about worlds colliding, mm-hmm. and I just think it's great. So I, I like that too. It's, it's, you know, as far as like the Linkvolt thing, it's about him confronting, you know, people that are kind of stuck in a certain way of thinking, you know, when it comes to fossil fuels. Yep. And alternative fuels and that. But in the, like, I love that line that we heard there floating along in the Rio Grande Coca Cola in my hand in the promised land. Yeah. Mm. It's just like, yeah, this is, it's, a, it's where everybody comes, right? For the American dream. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, the American dream is, is for everybody. You know, yeah. you come to this country, you know, you can, you can live the American dream. And that includes getting a car. Because really, there's no American dream if you don't have a car. And don't give me that. I live in Manhattan. I don't need a car. Well, you know what? Fuck you, because you make other lives people more difficult. All right? I don't drive. And it's like, oh, really? Okay, well, you know, stop asking me for a ride. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, you know, so part of the American dream is having a car. Yeah. You know, the car in America is like a symbol of freedom. You can take off whenever you want. You know, as long as you've got gasoline, you know, it gets you to and from your job. It helps you make money to get the things you want. And so it's kind of saying that it's part of the American dream, but it's also a requirement. Like you can't have the American dream unless you have a car and you're buying gasoline. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of traps you into that thing. It's also, I love right. um, the, I feel like the documentary did a great job of showing the two worlds of Neil because it would show him running into people on the street in Trinidad, Colorado, but then it would also cut to scenes of him talking to fucking David Letterman and how he yeah. has these two worlds. And you can tell he genuinely enjoys talking to like everyday people. I'm talking about ordinary people. I'm Stop, talking about right? your run-of-the-mill people. Patch of ground people. Yeah. Nose to the grindstone people. Yeah. The uncircumcised people. <laughs> <laughs> right? There it is. That's, that's what that's there what I'm saying. There it is, you. Oh, that's great. Right. But yeah, but he, gen- he really, he t- like, he almost seems annoyed having to do interviews. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Unless he's talking about something he's really passionate about. He was pretty, e- right. and I think he likes David Letterman anyway, but he was really selling this because he really believed in it but he was annoyed at that cnn guy i think i think i think he was like do i have to do this like i'd rather because that guy with these people yeah if you watch that i don't think that i think that guy wasn't familiar with neil young okay like i bet that's that one guy who who like maybe owns harvest but you know only listens to heart of gold speaking of uh ordinary people or just like people he ran into shoot my favorite part was I think they were Native American guys that he ran into in New Mexico. That he they stopped somewhere, pulled out a map, and then instantly yes. you just saw two or three of these Native American guys at his window. He rolls on the window and they just stick a hand in and point at the map. 
And then at the end, they tell this joke that I did not get at all. But it was such a classic fucking, like, Neil moment of these just dudes who just ran into him. I was Well, great. I mean, just like the song says, strange things happen. Yeah. What That's probably collide. what that whole thing is about. You know, oh, meeting yeah. the transvestite ethanol scientist, you know, and, and uh, running into the car salesman and talking to that guy. They, they were at, were they at the Hoover Dam? It was the Hoover Dam, yeah. And they were talking to that old guy who was from Detroit. And yep. he was like, he was talking oh to God, him. And, he's, and they're right. like, can we use this in the movie? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he goes, wait a minute, shut the camera off for a second. <laughs> Neil said, we're taking this car to Detroit. And then the guy apparently just said, I'll tell you right now, Detroit's easily 75% ethnic. Yeah, he said, I he mean, said, last it's time a- I was there, I, I had my M1 carbine service rifle with me. So he said, he says all this shit. He asked him to turn the camera off. And so they do. And then it, it shows him leaving. And Neil goes, he just said there's yeah. Detroit is 82% ethnic. And he had to carry a gun. <laughs> and he goes, that seals the deal. We're going to Detroit. No, he says, we're definitely going to Detroit. Neil that's, rules, man. That was, that was good. But that's like, yeah, that's what this, I think that's what this song is basically about. That trip they took from the ranch to, to Wichita. Yeah. To, to get this whole thing done to the car. They my run favorite, just characters along the way. My favorite part of, about that interaction with that old, clearly racist man was right before it, he goes, I'm a very liberal man. And then yeah. he says, turn He's, the camera off so I can talk about black people. Right, that's basically like, you know, I'm not racist, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's I, uh, basically what, what that guy was. I like um, in this song that, I've talked ad nauseum about the the non-dualism that pops up in Neil's writing, which I really like a lot. And in in, uh, this song, the verse, the black is black, white is white, wrong is wrong, wrong is right, truth is fiction, truth is lies, and then strange things happen when worlds collide. I like that he starts that part off by saying, like, okay, here's the the duality, here's the, you know, this is this and that is that. And then he, like, switches it on its head and he... You know, like with the wrong yeah. is wrong, but also wrong can be right. Yeah. You know, and then That's like the, the truth can be fiction, and then also truth. You know what I mean? Truth is mm-hmm. lie. You know, I I just like how he he messes with the duality of of things there, and then tying it all back into the the theme of the song with the strange things. You know, happen right. and like like we've been saying, especially with the documentary, which. Now I definitely feel like I need to just watch all you gotta of it. got to watch it. Yeah, yeah because yeah. It, it, they're not it, long episodes either. Yeah, they're like yeah. the longest one's like 50 minutes. I think, I that's, think the that's the first just one. The first one, the rest of yeah. them are like 24 to yeah. 30 minutes. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay. I think that's why I was like, oh man, I don't know if I have time for this and Do you guys and, like his um song like his vocal choice to kind of, like I don't want to call it mailing it in, but it's more like uh, he doesn't I, I wrote really that care. down originally. <clears throat> I wrote that down originally. I wrote that like this. There's part of this song that's kind of rough. Seems to be a little rough on his voice. I like it though. It feels uh, intentional. Yeah. Where he just, is just like I just want to do whatever the first take comes out. Where he's like, ah, it's wine. Like when he gets into that part. Do you know what I mean? That's right. Just like yeah. Rusty Kershaw taught him. Yeah. The first <laughs> take is usually the best you're gonna try at it, and it's probably right. gonna be your best take. Yeah. But no, I, I dig it. Yeah. This this is a good song. I like this one. It's catchy. It's 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 not it, it's got a cool groove to it it's got a nice sort of it's got a nice vibe the electric sounds great so yeah um let's move on to the next one so that way luke can make his uh fill her up jokes okay <laughs> it's 
come on. <laughs> you idiot. This is why you usually do this. All right, yep. here we go. What do you think of that phase? That's nice for us. You're, you're a natural, man. That's really no, good. Look at that. <laughs> um, I like this song. I don't dislike the song, but I do. It does annoy me the talking heads thing that Neil does sometimes, which I know I'm on an island on this one. Do you know what I mean? Where you like. No, no, man. This is not your beautiful island, so. All right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> nice. Nice one. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about, Luke. When he's like, <laughs> I wanna get the He doesn't it's not as much in this song, but he does it in uh like some other album stuff and Well, I don't think this one's too he's not doing the like talky sort of I know what you're saying, but I don't I don't hear it as I don't It's not I, as bad. I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike the song. I just uh, This one is actually fun. I think this one's catchy. It's like I like the whole like keep that dude. I like, like this one I more like, after yeah. I watched the doc. I think it it yeah. definitely like synced up more with me. But it's uh, it's uh, it's I not like in my these, top three. How about these hey hey's at the end? Those are fun too. Well, go ahead, shoot before I go to there. Mark, can you play it from the beginning again? Sure. Yeah. All right. So you hear that sound? Yeah, the electric. That's very similar to what the generator on Linkvolt. That's very similar to the sound it makes, right? Which it's, is something else I like about this album is that yeah. a lot of it sounds in du- like industrial. It feels not like, like it, industrial. It feels, music. Like it, it feels like you're a part of the car, or like the album is a part so, of right. Like oh, he's yeah, yeah. he's making he's trying to make mechanical sounds. And yeah, I don't yeah, mean yeah. like industrial music, like Nine Inch Nails or anything like that. I mean like. Yeah. He wants it to sound like machinery. And if you watch the Linkvolt episodes, that car makes all sorts of fucked up sounds. Do you think yeah. that's intentional that he that he does that? Yeah. That he makes this sound like the generator? Yeah. He, really? He makes it try to sound mechanical because I think he's trying to bring out the car's point of view. I mean, you know that whole thing in the episode. They they were talking to the, the transvestite scientist and they were saying, and sh- and she said, Maybe, uh, you know, he was like comparing converting the car to changing your sex. And she said, well, I had a choice in that. The car really doesn't. And so they did this whole thing where he made that guy, Jonathan Goodwin, get down on one knee and ask the car permission to change its motor to an electric motor. (laughs) So I actually want to talk about that a little bit because that part should have been dorky and weird, but I... Make fun of me all you want. I got weirdly teary-eyed at that whole progression of that where, first of all, and I get it. It is 2009, but still people forget even back in 2000 or 2007, I think it was, right? Oh, when they were filming? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that was like 2007. So, but like even back then, and I get like, yes, we're into the modern era, but people are still not as progressive as they are now. So like well, yeah. Neil runs into a transgender woman and and it's he's like, yeah, I want to interview you because you're an ethanol scientist. And she says, you need to ask the car permission. And then he does. And he then the whole rest yeah. of the documentary, he just talks to this car and has this whole yeah. one section where he kneels. And you can see in Jonathan's eyes, like at the beginning, he's like, what are we, what right. are we doing? That look becomes more prevalent from Jonathan <laughs> yeah. as the as the episodes go on. Like, what did I get myself into? But I'm Neil, fucked. Neil has a fucking full-on conversation with the car. I believe yeah. that Neil would like... It's awesome. Believe that though, like he he could get himself into yeah. a, a mind state where he, I mean, I've even done that. I totally I have a name for my car, and I'll be like, I'll talk to my car sometimes. Yeah. And be like, you're doing a great job. Like, let's keep this going. Yeah. You know. Also, we're, speaking we're of talking that, about a guy who would record every time there's a full moon. So right, yeah, yeah, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna believe <laughs> yeah. in that stuff. Also, yeah. Shu, you can't talk because you also have a car you've named. So yeah, all my cars have names. Yeah, what's the one? But that I you- don't. But I don't go, okay, baby, we're we're driving down to Mesquamacate, so you know, Do try you to be okay. And is this gas all right for you? It's like whatever. You know, I'm no, I'm not I do that. I, I'm gonna I, play a little bit I'll of this tap. end here because I like these these haze, but you can keep going there. Right. Hey! Hey, Daryl! Daryl! Hey! Russ, we're not on this one yet. I know, whatever. I fucked up. Um, but this I, is no. where he sets up, like, this is where he sets up his, his, um, it's kind of like his, uh, what do you call it? Like a thesis. So it's kind of like, this is what we're going to do and we got to keep at it. Yes. Yeah. You know, we can't just sit here and say, well, cause everyone's telling him he's like in the videos, everyone's telling him he's crazy and he shouldn't do it. and It's not going to work, but he's like, just keep, you know, keep filling that fuel line. And he's like, I'm not crazy. Now, hold on. I got to talk to my car for a little bit. Yeah, hold on. Wait, Luke, can you show us both your hands? Did you just piss in a beer bottle? I did not. Okay. I haven't pissed yet. Jesus. <laughs> All right, you guys want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. fucking love this song and i'll go too. to my grave set, I defending like, I actually this song. like this one too yeah i think I like that send a song to a distant star while the rhythm explodes yeah which is like you know and that's this is the first time you kind of hear that classic neil young guitar sound yep uh on the album and i love that that he's just saying like yeah i could play music that will blow your mind but you know what 
the world's still going to end in like a hundred years if we don't switch from fossil fuel to biofuel. And you he's know, not like wrong. It, it's all, this is, it, it's really that's great you think that, but it doesn't really matter because this song's not going to change anything that's going on. Now. This song goes out to all our youngster fans in Brooklyn right now with water squirting out of their toilets. <laughs> no this song is it's quintessential neil where the lyrics are fucking on point his and his delivery is perfect you have that good messy but like perfect solo shit he does and also but he takes the time to throw in um who's i think peggy's in this one he's got the vocals in this are great in the instruments are great i just i love this song a lot this is one of my this is actually one of my this has become one of my favorite Neil songs. I really like this song. So I like it too. I like this is pretty much the message of the album right here. Yeah. You know, beyond the whole alternative fuel thing. Like you can't do anything by just sitting on your ass and talking about it. You gotta actually do something. Which, you know, if you watch the videos, Neil sometimes comes across as the money guy, which he is, but sometimes comes across like that. You know, like he's in there and He's telling these guys what to do, but he's not actually got his hands in there. Like, he's just like, I want you to make this car electric, but it's not as easy as that. Like, they can't just switch out the motor. There's a lot of factors involved. And, and I, think you know that, I, mean? I think that even catches him off guard because the whole first episode is this very, like, positive driving to Wichita thing. And then he gets there, and then I think it's halfway through the second right. or third episode where it's like, it's been six months. And it's like, yeah, that's fucking... That's how right. long it takes. And even then, it's, it's going to take even longer than that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, that's I that's his st- story, though, is like failing forward. You I know, trying I'm, stuff musically, trying stuff, you know, and trying to invent things like Pono and stuff like that. Right. And have it not work out. But in, in the end, you know, he's, he's a better person for it. Or he's a more, you know, he's more knowledgeable. We're all more right. knowledgeable because he worked on this car. So yeah. a, a couple of things. First of all, I think I'm starting to like this record even more now that we're talking it through. I like it a lot more. That happens to me a lot, Russman, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, watch I, the episodes. I, no, I, I owe it mind. to you guys because you guys watched all of that and you're, you're really helping me appreciate this a lot more. And as I'm like, as we're going through this and I'm hearing the songs and you're telling me about the documentary and, and we're like breaking this down. Like even this, I'm like thinking, Okay, you can drive my my uh, you can drive my car. That instantly makes me think of the Beatles. That makes me think, you know, like mm. George Harrison. It makes me think mm-hmm. how influential the Beatles are. How much they, in a way, changed the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And then, like, he's saying he's got this car, but he's also trying to do this thing with this car, and he's also trying to use his music and this car to make a change. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it takes me back to that, the duality thing and how like the truth is the truth, like black is black and white is white, but also like it's all, it's all strange because it's all these song and car and change and you know what I mean? Gas and fuel and electricity, all these worlds colliding, these things that matter to Neil and how strange things become and are when all of that collides does that make it's like it, it's yeah. just kind of um i'm realizing it as we're going through it and it, it it's helping me He's and like gotta, I, I don't know if you guys thought that but i now i'm like uh, you can drive my car that makes me think beatles that makes me think how songs can kind of help change things and then cars and 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's well, it, it also ties into Canterbury because he says in Canterbury, I never lie on stage, but the, the two main like leading lyrics from the song are you can play my guitar and you can drive my car, which are not true for any of us. We are not allowed to play his guitar, right. nor will we ever drive his car. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I, I think he has a very realistic, um, down-to-earth approach and view of this whole album and especially in this song where it's um he gets who he is in the grand scheme of things he sees it but he also sees who the listener is and he kind of conveys that very well in this song in and then ultimately in the whole album he gets like i'm a guy with means and not everyone is um but with my means there's even only so much i can do like and he even says that in all the interviews, he's like, you know, I, it's it's me, it's one car, it's 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 all I can do. But yeah, he like, said that on Letterman. If it fails, you know, who gives yeah. a crap? Yeah. And so Tesla was happening at a, around the same time, but it's I just think a me, baby, like I just think beginning. Neil might have been like a little. I I could be fucking way off here, and that's what you came for here <laughs> on the Neil Young <laughs> podcast. But like. I think he might have Neil might have been just before that. Well, if you want to know about when Elon came in, you'll have to tune into our Patreon page, when we which interview exist, Elon yeah. Musk. I think we're going to interview well, Elon. Elon. May you young. E- Elon. <laughs> Elon. Yeah. May Elon. May you young. Elon. May you young. Elon. May you Dijon. Okay, I do have to piss now, but before we take a piss break. I want to do a little quick shout out and I didn't, I didn't get to any Instagram stuff and this will be kind of cool because it's a new, a brand new listener and a kind of a time traveling vampire thing. Because when this person gets to this episode, they'll be like, Hey, they shouted me out. So this is Melvin J. Watt just commented just now on a picture, a picture I just posted. Uh, Melvin J. Watt said, Hey, I want to say that I found your podcast a few weeks Question mark, uh, question mark or months? Not sure. Ago. Anyway, my wife and I love you guys. I am on Hawks and Doves episode, and I love listening while I drink oh, beer. And, while I love uh, while I drink beer and cook. Anyway, much love from New Orleans. Oh hell yeah! Uh, you guys are great. Who are we listening? He said, uh, "Who are we listening to next?" And then also, I went to the, the this person's Instagram profile, and the profile says, "Love m- music." love in that order and then i sell beer in nolens what could be easier so if this person wants to send us some free beer yes you know reach out uh reach out to us at our website long may you young podcast.com you can find an email there i think or i think it's long may you young at gmail.com maybe i don't know is that it yeah all right let's take a piss break uh, and and we'll, we'll finish out the album and then we have an interview at the end so all right all right Go peeps. I should probably pee too, so I don't end up peeing in these fucking. Maybe I'll just pee in these. I normally, I normally like. Well, if you're gonna go ahead and pee, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the room. (laughs) Because that's just weird. Should I pee live? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a toilet like an adult. But not because I'm an adult. Only because, because you can see through my my door. I don't want my kids to come home from school and see me peeing in a seltzer can with the tip of my penis pushing into the the, the sharp part of a seltzer can. This is already too much. 
why why do you guys listen to this? I am so I'm such a bad person. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. Wow, Luke, that was way too much information. But our pee break is now dry. All right, let's uh, let's fucking we're all back from our peepees. Let's power through here. thing to come back in here so johnny magic to me is obviously supposed to be johnny goodwin the guy yeah, that he easily yeah the way he described it he exchanged a few emails and the guy said yeah i could make your car electric so they drove it all the way out to wichita this right um, here That to me is 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 just way too much. The fucking Johnny Rotten from Hey Hey My My. Very. You know? Do you think that's intentional? Maybe. I, I think it's subconsciously intentional, but it's what the first few few times I listened to this, I was just like, "This is just a song." And then after watching that, I'm like, "Oh my god, he just wrote a song about a guy who was on MTV Two. <laughs> 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 but it's great. It's a fun fucking song. So, is Neil the Motorhead Messiah? I thought Johnny was. Maybe Neil thinks he is. Because it says the Motorhead Messiah went to Washington to show them what he'd done. I hope he isn't that refer- what he did. I hope he doesn't refer to himself as the Motorhead Messiah. <laughs> I really hope that's not uh, true. Uh, hey man, if Crosby Crosby might be onto something though, if that's the, if that's what he's saying here. Hey Daryl, they're on to me. <laughs> he was tuning know, the system in. I gotta say, this is where this album started to lose me. I, I liked the first three songs, and then I, I, I this song I, I just started to. I don't know. I think that's fine. I started that's to yeah. I think again. If you watch the episode, the Linkfold episodes, all this oh, will I, make, I, sure, it'll make yeah. sense to you. I bet it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it, do you guys have anything else on this one? Not a ton, really. I mean, no, it's- I, I, I like it. I like. I think it's you know, it's a good straight ahead rock tune. But I, I love how it tells the story. I just of this guy who, you know, was able to to do this stuff. Yeah, I mean, he talks about a couple other people in the in the films that. <laughs> You know, like the guy who invented the Wankel engine that they used, the rotary engine, yep. you know, and how that didn't get a big push. And then the uh, the guy who claimed he could run an engine on water and then all of a sudden, you know, he died and claimed, like his brother claims yep. he was poisoned or <laughs> something just, like that. I just think it's, this song is so wild to me because it's like, like I idolize Neil Young. You know what I mean? And so many people do. And then... <laughs> This guy who was on Pimp My Ride 
gets a literal song written about him. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny to me. Like, and, and not just about him. He's referred to as Johnny Magic. Johnny Magic. Yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence, though, that Cough Up the Bucks comes right after this song. Because I think in his mind, he, they, if you watch the doc, you can see him and this guy, John, exchange emails. And they're like, we're going to convert this car and it's going to be great. And then Cough Up the Bucks comes on and you're realizing, like, Neil's probably spending a lot of money yeah. on this project. He spent over a million bucks on it. So, yeah, yeah there, again, it's the it's the duality. He spent a million bucks on this. But we all spent billions of dollars bailing out the uh, car companies. Right. That's right. You know, at the same time. And they dip into that on the dock. Oh, yeah. They, it's it, great. They dip into it a lot. Highly yeah, recommend. A huge thing. Highly recommend getting the uh, I'll have to. I'll have to watch him. Well, let's he can't, let, he can't yeah. really. He can't really complain about that too much anymore, can he? Because we all got a bailout recently. That's true. That's true. I'm still getting one. I'm all right with it. I wish I was. Uh, let's let's uh, Mike. You just brought it, or someone just brought it up. Let's move on to this first song on this record out of two that made me literally LOL. <laughs> Get turn the volume up. I know. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> Don't laugh while it, he's saying it. <laughs> Don't laugh while he's singing. I think that's Ben on organ, too. Get a little here, I guess. Um, kind of like the theme. Yeah, there you go. So where did all, where did all his money go, or is it where did all the money go that the car companies had? You know where where did all the money go? I, I don't both. think this is about him. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think yeah, it's both. You know, it is. They showed that clip in the Linkfold films where they asked the heads of the car companies who were sitting before a congressional committee how many of them flew commercial to get there. None of them raised their hands. You know, yeah. where did all the money go? That was that was a that was great. Yeah. That was a great part of it. And I we think still it, we still bailed them out though. I think it's both. I think it's um, you know, it's it's obviously the state of our nation because they hint at that so many times during the documentary, but I think it's also him. I think I think that's the duality of Neil. He hits the bigger picture and the smaller picture at the same time in a really smart way that doesn't always reveal itself until years later so i don't know i fucking love neil young man yeah i love i actually i love this tune and it's i know it's real simple there's not a lot of lyrics to it but um again i love the sonics of it it's got that mechanical sound 
Yep. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds great. I love he's again personifying the car. You know, I just all about help, my car. I just it's all about help my but girl. Laugh with the like sort of I don't I don't know the like I, the like Kid Rock sort of cough up the box, cough up the <laughs> you know. It's just kind of <laughs> I I weirdly you know, agree with you, Russ. But, but the way he's the way he says box box, it's yeah. just I don't know. It's it made me laugh out loud, and then I'm like, yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun. I, it's I, fine. I'm a Tampa Bay fan. Um, <laughs> sorry, jeez. No, I, uh, this song, I I I the Bucks, the Bucks. No, I, I, I get it. Oh, Russ, it just wasn't yeah. funny. I just made a, I just swung oh, okay. and missed. <laughs> uh, this song is my number three, weirdly wow. enough. Um, and it wasn't yeah. originally until, um, I watched the doc and I think I just like, I just, I just like it. I can't explain it. I don't know what you want from me. Nobody wants anything from me. You want to move on? No. Yeah. Yeah. What? Did you have more? <laughs> no, I just, it feels like we should talk about the song more, but it doesn't matter. Go ahead. No, I have nothing else to say. I just thought, just hit the next song. Fuck. There's like six lines in the song. I don't know. <laughs> Cough up the next song. I think Shu did a great job cover- covering it. All right, fine. Yeah, Luke, shut up. <laughs> it's all been said. the wheel, Luke. This is White Guy Blues right here. This is White Guy Blues. I'll give you that. I'm a white guy. She needs attention. I've got the blues. Take her for a ride. She loves to go out anywhere. Anytime you decide. You gotta get behind the wheel. In the morning and drive. I think yeah, this is I, where the personification of the car goes a little too far. Yeah, yeah. This to me, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm out at this point. I, because I think I listened to this one a long time ago, maybe even when it came out, and I remember really listening and loving the first again three songs, and then I don't remember hearing these songs, and I think I probably got to like cough up the box in this one or Johnny Magic maybe, and was like not interested anymore. And so by this point, I'm just. I'm kind of out. I'm not, I'm not as invested. And, uh, yeah, but I get why people would like it. I, I it, it sounds good. The, the playing is great. I would like to hear more. If anything, I'd like to hear more Neil solo blues stuff. Cause I like when he actually goes ham on the blues and, and, and really ha- you know, gives it some solos and, and, like he says in in uh, Canterbury when he's like, "I used to be a lead player, you know," and he does that like funny little. That was great, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I want to hear some shit like that. But Check I don't out our think Patreon like, for more. There's not. That. That's what I think. That's what I mean about this this thing of like the, the 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 people repeating the like you know get behind the wheel and and like him just kind of I don't know. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It, it's, it's like not, a lot. It's not bad. It's, not it's bad. like a, it's just. Doesn't it doesn't you know like like Dad would say Luke yeah it just doesn't do anything for me well, <laughs> well it's like a lot of his albums I feel like he's got a strong first or a strong second right and yeah. not all of them you know but this one unfortunately for me his he's got a real strong first and I do start to lose it a little bit at this song 
um, personally. So, you know, I know for in the history of music, uh, people have compared cars to women and I get the, you know, she loves those long, slow curves, but then when it's saying like, yeah, let's, um, let's, uh, put her top down, you know, and check yeah, what's and under she the al- hood. And she always wants to please you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just not, I'm yeah. It's, Hey, I mean, Hey, it's, that's great. Fucking Neil man. But I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge car guy anyway. So, you know, yeah, same, but I don't but, be grudge him this song, but. Yeah. The the thing I the yeah, one same. thing I like about this song and the interpretation I have of it is that this is that part where I was saying, well, you need a car to make money. You need a car to go to work. You yeah. get up in the morning and you got to hit the road, and you're just hoping that car is going to start every morning or at least get good mileage wherever you're going. So that yeah. to me, that's part of that message. I mean, I'm not crazy about the song. Yeah. Um, but I get the 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 message that I get from it. I I like that part. Yeah, yeah. You sound a lot like Luke with that one. Luke does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let's go to another one where he's uh, the title is the about is about the car. And I gotta turn it up. Hey Luke, did you throw an ace? Yeah. the organ i don't know if that's ben yeah. or the other dude but i like the organ i like this when the traffic slow um yeah i like the guitar on the organ also when you're hearing this melody this one right here does anyone else hear a little bit of look out for my love a little bit in the beginning there the there's a lot to learn. I didn't catch it, but yeah, you know mm. what I'm talking about from comes a time. Da, 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 da. I don't but, remember that song. Yeah, either. if you go back and listen, it's the one that's like this part doesn't sound anything like it, but you'll know, remember the song because of the um, you own it. Do do better do 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 do. You mm. own it now. That one. Uh, look out for my love. It's got the same sort of melody at the top. That's what I thought of. It doesn't add anything to this conversation, but that's what I thought of. No, I, I think it adds. This song reminds me of something, but I feel like it reminds me of more like grungy, like a grunge, like an Alice in Chains. It, 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 sort of of remi- it sort of reminds. It I sort of thought of that because of that part in "Look Out for My Love," where it's like the something about the um, the, the 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 hydraulic wipers pump, and then he does that like uh, guitar. Shoot, you know the song, Look Out For My yeah. Love. You remember talking about, it's got that same sort of low, slow, vibey energy to it. Um, 
But I think that might be the melody that you're, is, that is, you're triggering, Luke. That's what I thought of. Maybe. I just, Go back and listen to it. it it's from it, Comes a Time. Look out I just for think at this point with this song and then the next one, it, it's called Hit the Road. It's like, yeah, we, we get it. Like, That's how I, exactly how I felt. Right. I yeah, yeah like get behind like, the wheel. You really get it. Hit the road, behind the wheel, off the road, hit the road. I, you know, I get like get behind the wheel is about getting up in the morning and driving. This is about coming home at night. Sure, right. but it's also about, you know, like we saw in the, the Linkvold episodes, the the setbacks. But don't don't get off the road. Yeah. You know, stay right. focused on on the on what we're trying to do here. And and I'm not disparaging this song or even the end of the album. It's I still think this is a good solid album. It just uh I I think I there are you have to be in a like you said, Russ, you have to be in the right mood and I do get bored at this point. Oh man, I'm, I, I, it, it's it's a it's rough for me to get through. But I think once Johnny Magic hits, it, I don't come back. I'm not back into this record until Light a Candle. But I, I still think this song at least is a, it's different enough that it's like I this guess. is interesting. Like yeah. so, I went for a run slash walk today. Yeah, you didn't go for a run. It's- I did actually. Weird, weirdly enough, I did. I'm down to two hundred point four pounds. If anyone's paying attention. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, when you get to this song, it's kind of a nice respite, a little bit from. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's just it's the this is the first time the album slows down at all in the whole album, and it's track seven, so it's kind of it's refreshing, but it's not refreshing enough that it brings me like. Yeah. At this it, point, I'm like, okay, like this could have been an EP. I don't know. I feel shitty saying this as an artist, but no, no, it's the track listing is kind of weird because then the next song, it's like, okay, now we're back onto this thing, and then yes. it's like weird. Then then light a candle. It's it's weird. It's a weird section. I don't know. Do you have any more on this song, guys? No. Chew. No. Nope. All right. Let's let's hit the road then. <laughs> I gotta turn it up. Sorry. I love this tune. You do? I love that like I love that like just I love the sound of that guitar. I love the playing. The guitar sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, the guitar sounds great. I like this tune a lot. Uh, this is my cut song, Mike. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I love it, man. What, shoot, shoot. This isn't I don't think there's any other BK song on this record as far as like that's what I was trying to say at the top. I think it's only light a candle. I don't. Where does he come in with this? Uh, I know what a crime. Jesus Christ! And this is last. I'm write a letter. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying. I thought you had said there was another one, but I, I could, thought there was. I thought he had some yeah. more on off the road, but I guess not. Yeah. This just. In and Mike, I I agree with you. The playing is great. It's at this point. I think I'm just exhausted of the car metaphor. 
And, and well, I know it's and not shoot, all like you said, because then in this one, he's talking about the top down. And, and again, I'm like, your car down. is a right. woman. Yeah, you you want to fuck uh, your although, car. Neil, you uh, want to fuck your car. Just fuck uh, your car. You I like might the attitude put that, that in the documentary. This is like the mileage dick measuring contest. <laughs> you know, it's like my car can get 80 miles a gallon. And it, you know, my exhaust smells like French fries while you're burning up all this money. And, you know, if you really think about it, he burned way more money than anybody else on the commute because, you know, he spent a million dollars on this car where, you know, most people only spent like what, 18 grand. Right. Hey, Daryl, let's see if these bastards can do 90. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hit the road. Hey, Daryl, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. All right. Yeah, the, the Libyans <laughs> couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm just. I'm not the one. I'm. I'm kind of the Luke of this episode. I'm. I'm not. Sorry, Luke, to put you in that. You just. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not liking it. I just don't like it's it. It's fine. It's fine. That's all right. Though, that's allowed. why we're doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. you're allowed that. Not, I, yeah, you don't have to apologize. Apologize, you fucking weirdo. You fucking Dijon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two right, more. Let's light a two more tracks for how we pronounce Dijon's name. Let's light a candle for how we pronounce that name. I keep doing this. Instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle for where we're going. There's something ahead worth looking for. The light of time is on us We will see our moment come And the living soul inside will carry on It's a chance to give new meaning To every move we make Through the caverns and the caves Where we come from Russ, you gotta fade it out. No, I can't, man. You gotta fade it out. This is such a goddamn good song, and it does not belong on this record. Also, we need to we need to start doing these live again because these Zoom fucking ones suck shit. Yeah, because I just you know I no, it's not. It's all of us. I just didn't have time to run up there today. We get the summers off. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it, I, I agree with you, Russ. This is this is Ben's, in, a, in some weird way, this is Ben's last song. This is Ben's farewell, man. We're lighting a candle to Ben. It's fucking weird. It is weird. It's weird to listen to the song in that context. Yeah. How but do you he, feel I about mean, it? I mean, Jesus, he's, how great is he in this? I mean, really come on, we just heard it. Like, the song starts out great, and Neil and his acoustic, and... And then, like, he goes to that, and then when you hear Ben come in, you're like, this is, this, since, I mean, since way back, you know, this is what you love. This is, for me, this is what I love, is that Neil and Ben blend that just fucking rocks your soul. You know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do the long may you young thing where literally towards the end of the episode i changed my top three that i had written down a week ago (laughs) because this knowing this is ben's literal like 
swan song. I gotta fucking throw this in there. And this is a great song lyrically too. This is a great song. Yeah. Um, it's j- and it's so different from the rest of the album, but it works with it somehow. I don't know. I like the song a lot. Oh, it does. I mean, you've got the road metaphors. You've got all of it. It's all here. It's yeah. just in a more poetic, beautiful. I don't know. You know that other version of Neil sort of way. Not that there's, you know, there's many versions of Neil. There are a lot of versions of Neil. There's a lot of, of timeline versions of Neil. Yeah. Neil and Morty. Have you never seen the show? <laughs> mm. the, the 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 one starring our Back to the Future friend. <laughs> you guys see that promo? Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shoe thoughts on Light a Candle? I think it's a beautiful song, and uh, I think beautiful once again it it kind of it's much like. Um, you know, it's much like um, just singing a song. It's kind of has the same thing. It's like stop complaining and do something about it. It's you a know, chance stop, to give stop. new meaning to every move we make in the caverns and the caves where we come from. You know, That's yeah, beautiful. it's great. It's great stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like absolutely it. agree. I like it a lot. Yeah, I do actually like the comparison of of this to just singing a song almost in that dualistic like this this version of the same thing but but like from the other right dimension or something you know yeah it's like we have a chance to make history here yeah you know but we can do it you have to do it right. you can't talk about it right. you can't bitch about it what's right. the saying the the uh, darkness isn't the, the Darkness isn't the absence of light. It's oh this, yes, yeah. It's, um, it's the absence of. Is it from the? Is yeah, that's it, yeah, right? It. Yeah. That's from the Bible, right, Luke? Yeah, it's from uh, First Corinthians. Yeah, First come it's, in from, it's from Philippians. It's, for, <laughs> it's from First come in, come in him thins, come in his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hell that's what's happening yeah yeah 100 yeah. okay let's go to the final song light a candle is fucking beautiful and we just destroyed it with our horrible mouths um <laughs> every song that Neil's let's go to done. the final song on fork in the road the titular track the titty bird track and the second oh. song on this record that made me literally lol More white guy blues. Welcome to the pole run. Got a pot belly. It's not too big. Gets in my way. <laughs> when I'm driving my rig. Driving this country. It just sounds like he's just talking. <laughs> it just sounds like he's just saying shit. He's thinking. He's got a, a pot belly, man, but it's not too big, Luke. It's you should know about so that. It's just so weird fucking. This made me laugh, literally laugh out loud so it hard. Was, yeah, it's great. Uh, I was on this one, though. I mean, I, hey, she's doing nails, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yeah. doing nails. They're going to get by. She's got a good job. She's going to get a good job. Yeah. We're pretty psyched. Hey, it's in, in a fucking war, you know? It's no good. Whose idea was that? 
Yeah. <laughs> I love I'm a big rock star. My sales have tanked, but I still got you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Download this. It sounds like shit. Oh my God. Yeah. This no, is it, him with his laundry list of things going on at that time. Yeah. It's it's a good closer to the album, I guess. It's just uh it's I think Russ, it solidifies your opinion. Uh it sucks too, because I was starting to come around and then I remembered this whole Except for Light a Candle, this whole, ever since Johnny Magic, I'm like, I fucking, I don't know, man. But I do like, I do, it's catchy. That little, there's a bailout coming. It's catchy. It's fun. Uh, I like how it's like the total uh, opposite of Light a Candle because this guy's the total opposite. This guy's guy's the total opposite of Light a Candle. He just doesn't, he doesn't care. And in that way, too, I like, again. You got my flat screen repoed. Now they picked it up. They left a hole in the wall. I, I love that verse. Last set, missed the Raiders game. Love that. <laughs> yeah, so hey, if you miss the Raiders game, you better cough up the box. Right. Yeah, that's no. right. <laughs> no, uh, shoot, I agree. I, I do like that he's fucking with the the typical narrative of what a record should be and all that, but it just it's not enough for me to to, to Okay, look. Russ, we get it. You don't have to you don't have to be apologetic. But I'm also agreeing with you at the same time because in that fucking Neil Man way, I do like that. It's weird that he had, like we, like Luke, we were saying how he went from off the road to hit the road, and there was different vibes. Right. Like there was, the, like you said, track seven. All of a sudden, it's slow, and that's the one sort of slow vibe. Was the first one. Right, and then and then eight goes back into the fast whatever. I still rust. Lady Candle is out of nowhere, and then Fork in the Road is back to white guy blues. Yeah weird i I still think you i still think you're you hold a grudge because this is ben's last album and you think uh it should have ended with light a candle because that was the best debut of him on this album anyway but i don't know i think fork in the road is it's i'm changing fork in the road is my cut song i'm i'm changing i'm changing it to fork in the road i just changed so many times throughout this fucking this episode but uh we should. Um, you want to do you? You want to do those real quick? You want to do our top three and cut songs, and then we can talk to Mark. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, yeah, let's let's hit them real quick because, the, and then we can get Mark's uh, top three. We're uh, we're ending the episode with an interview with Mark Ray, who actually worked on the Link Vault, um, and also had a pretty strong opinion of this album, which he posted on Facebook. But uh, um, Mark, what's up, man? Hey, how are you guys? Hey, Good Mark. Do you mind if we do our our top three and cut songs real quick? Absolutely not. All right. And you can even throw yours in at the end. Uh, I'll just hit you with mine. My three is now, um, it's Light a Candle. My two is When Worlds Collide. And my number one is Singing a Song. And that's my, like, way up number one. Um, And then my cut is now Fork in the Road (laughs) after listening to it. So, sorry. Uh, Shu, you want to go? Yeah, my uh, my number three is light a candle, and my number two is cough up uh, cough up the bucks, and uh, my number one is just singing a song, and I'd have to cut get behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of unneeded. We got it, you know. <laughs> with the we kind of got that already yeah. with fuel yeah. line and yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um. So my three is When Worlds Collide, my two is Singing a Song, and my number one is Light a Candle. 
Your number one is light a candle. You're such oh, yeah, a fucking 100%. Ben Keith apologist. And, and Luke, in a rare Long May You Young occurrence, my first, my number one song off this record is also my cut song. What? Yep. Because why? That's light. Light a candle is such a good song, and Ben Keith plays so fucking well, and Neil and Ben are fucking um, geniuses together that it does not belong on this fucking crap of a record. You're such a weirdo, man. I'm sorry, man. That Whatever. song is too good. That song is too good to be on this record. It's it's too good. I love it so much, and that's why I'm cutting it from this record. If it wasn't that, it would be also get behind the wheel shoe. So that All would right. be my second choice. But. That's fine. Um, and so uh, we're ending the episode with an interview with Mark Ray, who, like like we just said, worked on the Link Volt with Neil, um, and also had obviously listened to this album. Um, and Mark, do you uh, do you want to do a top three or a <laughs> cut song? <laughs> uh, well, I like Ross. I'm uh, I'm a big uh, light a candle guy, but I think that it's very it's just the most misfit song on this album. Yeah, and yeah. I I can't pick anything for the, for the rest of the album. I mean, my cup. So there's of, nothing else on there you like at all. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We should. I, was, I, I remember buying this album, and I remember bringing it home, and I thought, "Well, this would be cool because I can relate to a lot of this." And there was nothing I could relate to. I, I, other than I liked his, uh, I always like his willingness to just dive in and do what his head. Took. Yeah, I agree, Mark. I, I mean, that's how I felt. I, a part of me is it's very conflicted because I love that Neil does whatever the fuck he wants, yep. and 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 he wanted to. He, he had this idea. He had this message, and he wanted to do this thing, and he did this thing. But I agree. I, it doesn't move me enough for me to enjoy it or to ever want to revisit it except for Light a Candle because, again, this is the last Long Grain song, and I think it's fucking beautiful. I wish it was on something that did it more justice, yeah. and I, 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 I just I want to enjoy this record because it's a fucking Neil Man moment in history and like you've said shu i like that he's got a message he, he, he the, the the electric car thing the everything he's trying to say it's being said it's being said almost too much and maybe that's a detriment to it but so i agree with you mark i i i, I want to like it more than i do i thought i was coming around until we got to those that whole last part of this you know the first three songs are fun they're really good but then, and yeah, so I agree. Yeah. I, I, after I talked to Luke last night, I re-listened to it. Now this is the three, three times I've listened to this album in my lifetime and I still didn't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what Neil do you like? Uh, well, my sweet spot is, you know, the ditch trilogy. So, um, but you know, there's a lot of stuff I like that, that, you guys have gone through their songs up prairie wind that i i find compelling and everything else so it's not like really? it's an old neil versus new neil i mean i pick and choose and there's a lot i don't listen to but the guy has been so prolific that he's put so much stuff out that some some clunkers are going to be inevitable of course and that's what yeah. makes doing this podcast so easy because it, it, there's so much uh material and so much uh you can choose from you know that's why it's 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 like like you said, I'd never have thought of it as old versus new Neil or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky because 70s 
Neil is arguably on. I mean, it's not even an argument. It's the best. Yeah, I mean, sixty-five to seventy-five is just the best decade in music, in my opinion, in general. But except for Woodstock '99, but you know, oh Jesus, Luke. But 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 Mark, to your point, you know, even with Chrome Dreams too, I I I really like some of that stuff. You know, I thought there was. It's not just an old versus new. It's He's got so much to offer. He's so prolific that you can't not find something, whether you love it or don't ever want to listen to it again, that doesn't, doesn't do something to someone in some way. He's, he's an artist. He's fucking Neil, man. So I agree. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, real quick, do you want to just tell us in what capacity you know Neil or have worked with Neil? Yeah, so it's pretty weird. Uh, I think 2007, he was doing a show at the Fox Theater here in Detroit. And uh, uh, I, I talked to my wife. I said, let's let's just get some kick-ass seats. And so I went on StubHub, and we got, like, fourth row. I paid through the nose, like, high, higher than I've ever paid for a concert. But it was, it was great, you know. And it was a great show. But concurrent to that, there was – there was something in Rolling Stone about him working on his 59 Lincoln. And then there's this fast company magazine that had an article about Jonathan Goodwin. And that I read and I thought, this guy's in Wichita, which is not exactly car central or hot rod central. Uh, But I just I, I just took it uh, and I, I called Jonathan in, in Wichita and I said, hey, I'd like to get involved in this because I, I work for a company. It's a Japanese company, but we make electrical connectors and, and that kind of stuff. And I, I manage the automotive business. So mm-hmm. here and in Germany. And so I got involved with that. I talked to Jonathan and uh, and he was he was he was cool. And so I flew down to Wichita a few times in preparation. The car was there. And then eventually uh, Neil showed up for like a week or 10 days, something like that. Oh, wow. So what, what year was this? Was this while they were filming that documentary? Was this 07? Yeah. 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 Uh, Will Mitchell was there along with uh, L.A. Johnson. And they were, they oh, were wow. doing the filmings. We had to, I had to sign a release and all that stuff. Uh, wow. And so it was, it was kind of interesting. Mm. Um, so it was 2007, 2008, somewhere in, in that time frame. So I drove down, I got a, I got a friend of mine, uh, Rick Sapirsky, who is far more talented in terms of actual, uh, electrical work on, on vehicles. He works for a competitor of ours. And, uh, and we just loaded up this van with all kinds of stuff, uh, cable and all this and drove down and started working. Nice. And then, uh, the problem was Jonathan went through several iterations of this car, you know, and then there were all these sideline characters. Ooh, this guy named Uli. That came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uli Please tell, tell us about Uli. Cause I, I find him to be suspect. <laughs> Uli has, uh, let's just say a very small sense of humor. Because <laughs> well, he's German. Yeah. I'd see him in the morning and I would say, I, somebody would say, who's that? And I said, that's Uli. He believes in nothing. That's and, right. He's a narcissist. And, <laughs> and he would not find the humor in that at all. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I mean, what was his capacity? Because it seemed like at one point, uh, L.A. Johnson got into his face. 
Yeah, because he asked for more money. He needed to buy something else, and, and he said, "I've had it. I want this car started up in two hours. I'm fucking sick of this." He yeah, drum, I, he drummed him. Yeah, he totally he got like right into his face. Yeah, yeah, highly suspect. And I mean, there were a lot of guys like that. Um, not 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 to say Jonathan was, but you know, I told Neil at one time. I said, "Look, if you want to finish this up and do it in a really uh, kick-ass way." Bring it to Detroit. There's craftsmen there. There's people that do this for a living and they'll get it done quickly and probably for a quarter of the price that you're paying all these people. But he, yeah. He, he, it seems not- se- in hindsight, it kind of seems like a no brainer. Do you know what I mean? Like Detroit, everyone, when you say cars, everyone thinks Detroit, like that's yeah. what everyone thinks. Yeah, absolutely. So- and these guys are, they are, they're artists. These, these fabricators and all, uh, they can put this car together beautifully. I pulled a couple of them in that I was aware of to try and redo taillights and things like that. Ultimately, Neil was never happy. He likes the old stuff. So yeah. he did not want anything updated or replaced. Maybe he just didn't want to go to De- like have it done in Detroit for that I, fact, that when absolutely. you think of Detroit, you think of cars. Yep. And he wanted it to be like, no, you can do this anywhere. Yep. He wanted it to be a, a you know, pretty much a backyard effort and i think that that you know he accomplished that and i i respected that i I ultimately i i thought well i'm not going to talk to him about it anymore but um but i kind of got that you know understood why he didn't want to go with uh the status quo Mm. yeah right did you get the did you get the impression that jonathan goodwin uh, eventually just wanted out of the project like he Uh, just he kind of gave up I think it, yeah, he just kind of fizzled out at one point. I think, I mean, because because you went through how many engines, like four engines, and then different fuel sources. Yep, yep. I mean, it started what, out; it was going to run on you know fryer oil and stuff like that, and then yeah. it eventually ended up being turbines and all this other stuff. And that's where Uli came in, and it was a little like uh, you know a, a smoke and mirror show. Mark, I'm really, I'm really stupid when it comes to any kind of thing like this how um in in the know was like elon musk and tesla and um that sort of energies like did you got did you know what i mean did you have that knowledge to go off of yeah this was I, like I, the same time right i had just started working with uh tesla up in oh, wow. san, san carlos at that time and they were it was, you know, they're still a customer of ours, but they were very small at the time and they were working out of what was more or less a warehouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, Russ and Mike, I forgot to tell you, uh, Mark is going to get us all Teslas. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I've already got a text going for Elon. I'll take that. the SUV. Well, I have drum, a drum set. That's the only reason. Yeah. Well, I just I, want the one that you can, like, order to dance. No, <laughs> well, no, I, I, it seems like he was yeah, kind but of. Yeah, it only dances to to um, landing on water. So, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> never mind then. Well, I, I think it's, uh, I just think it's pretty cool that you work with Neil in any capacity. And then, uh, did you tell? Did you? You literally said to him like, "You should take this to Detroit," because he did take it to Detroit at one point, didn't he? He did. He did after the fact. They brought it up, showed it to Bill Ford and and a bunch of people at Ford Motor Company. And then they, I think they filmed a segment at the old Lincoln plant, which is gone now. They tore that down in Wixom. Um, 
but yeah, I, I told him that, but I didn't, you know, push him hard on it. And, you know, what was it like as a Neil fan to meet Neil? Um, I was, it was, it was incredible. I mean, it was, you know, I'm, I'm not much of a fanboy, but I was kind of weirded out. Uh, there's this hotel that Jonathan suggested everyone stay in. So I got a room there and I was sitting, I had just eaten breakfast and I was, I had talked to LA Johnson and they were going to pick me up and, and get me over to the shop. And so I'm sitting there and I kind of look, I'm, I'm reading the paper and then there's two guys that come up standing in front of me. And I thought, well, what's this old guy want? And it's, and it's Neil. <laughs> we're just talking about that. <laughs> Blends in, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it, it registered that, that it was him. Oh, so that's that awesome. pretty funny, but it was pretty cool. I, I have to admit, Jonathan had a, ki- a couple, I think a kid or two kids. So there was like plastic guitars laying around the shop. At one point, Neil picked it up and played ghost riders in the sky. And, oh, Jeez, cool. that's so that's fucking awesome. cool. <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. Oh, In the video, they show him playing like a small, I don't know what you call those guitars. They're, they're travel, really travel guitar. Yeah, yeah one of travel, those. Yeah, yeah. It, you see him in catalogs and stuff. But yeah. he was playing, it was either Cough Up the Bucks or, or one of the songs. And uh, so it's like he was like the wheels were turning. He was focusing on this car, but also like the music, I guess, was you know, the frustration must have been inspiring him yep. or, or at least something, you know, the hope that it would turn out. So the car turned out to like, it was, it's a hybrid, right? It yep. wasn't fully electric. Not fully electric. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it was electrically powered, but it, it had, you know, it was beyond just a plug in with batteries. It had a, a, it had a regenerative source. So, I mean, I can't even imagine an electric engine roll. How much did you say it was, Russ? 6,000 pounds? Yeah, Luke said it was... I think it was like 5,700. So it was okay, basically 6,000, okay. yeah. 5,700. I don't... I mean, can an electric motor pull that kind of weight? Yeah, it can. I mean, uh, some of the things that Detroit's doing now, like the F-Series and uh, Lightning, you know, full EV... Uh, pickup trucks uh, they can pull it won't last long you know the the battery is depleted pretty fast so yeah i mean i, I think it was I, what really on the technical side what really attracted to me was that they were just trying something new and they were winging it and it was pretty pretty exciting from that perspective uh mark were you do you, there do you for think the, that, that oh, do you think that any of what you guys did on the car um advanced the technology, like say, was it was con- contributed to this process of trying to find an alternative fuel vehicle? Like, was there anything that the Ford people you think mm-hmm. may have taken from this, or or it's it's doubtful. Even- it's it's doubtful because some of it was real kind of backyard mechanic stuff. But I, I, you know, I think that it just made the bigger point of that car was to get everyone thinking and to make everyone's minds that change, you know, at least start changing. So I think that that was the biggest thing that came out of it. I I think there's an argument to say that maybe it did. I mean, like Tesla, I guess Tesla was a baby at that point, but now I just remember that, you know, the, um, even at that point, what's the, the Prius had just come out and everyone was thinking about it. 
And I think now, like, that's really, I mean, with all the shit going on, like, a lot of people are thinking about it now. Well, Mer- I, is, it, is it Mercedes-Benz that's going to go full electric in, what, five years? Yeah, I mean, I most, most of them are claiming that they are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, got a, I've got an EV in my garage right now. It's a company car but uh, that we're playing with, but it's pure, pure electric, and it, it's wow. fantastic, you know? Yeah. Do you it think- won't burn your garage down, will it? Well, that's what I, I'm hoping that's, not. That's what I was going to ask, I, Mark. I was going to ask if you were there for for that experience. Uh, for the fire? Yeah. No, no. no. And I, I, but I did make a call to see if any of our stuff was in it, and it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of curious about that. Well, in your opinion, yeah, that, that was that really bummed me out when that happened because yeah. I thought it might be a little bit of a setback just for the concept in general. Well, in your opinion, because the field you work in, do you do you see it going that way? Do you see? Because I remember there's a line in the little documentary series where Neil's he says, you know, the combustible engine is like it's on its way out. Do you see that coming or no? Personally, I think it's more likely in Europe and in and in places like Japan, which are okay. compressed and condensed, and there's lots of people and not a great distance to drive here. It's going to take longer. I mean, you just can't get the range out of for, for the average American that wants right. to drive 500 miles. You know, I just came back from Cape Cod last month and I was like, yeah, we'll just do it all in one shot. So Should hit us up. Wow. <laughs> I thought about that. Should have swung into Fitchburg. <laughs> yeah, that. Cause that's close. It's yeah, not at all. Well, I, I think that, you know, as long as the people in power have an interest in fossil fuels, yeah. Yeah, it's right. going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be that's it's it's, thing, it's amazing yeah. how far it's come, you know, like you were talking about the Ford trucks now. And yep. and uh, you know, Mercedes-Benz and all the, you know, it's it's amazing that it's gotten that far that they're actually putting it in commercials. No. Have yep. you reached out to Neil yet to uh try and put a all electric engine in a Ford Aerostar? <laughs> yeah yeah we could uh maybe we, we should uh, maybe i could contact him uh, yeah maybe the tell- problem the problem is, is isn't anything other than just the choice of the v you know, right the, yeah. yeah plus if you put the electric motor in an aerostar it's yeah. completely quiet even more quiet it's even creepier right yeah, yeah right even, you can just creepy. like move right in in the dark <laughs> shut the lights off you won't even hear him coming oh, yes. you know yeah, yep. that's a good idea, Luke. <laughs> oh. I feel like one way. I feel like one way or the other, you're going to hear Neil coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if it's like my experience with him, he'll be. He's never. He was never uh, very quiet. Any so, yeah. um, any Neil stories that stand out from your time working with him? No, just, uh, I mean, he was a very nice guy, very accommodating. Um, well, hey, don't tell that to Crosby because. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. I saw that. Um, but you know, he was, he was, uh, we'd go to dinner with the whole crew and, and, you know, people would come up to him and he was very nice. He'd just say, look, I'm, I'm having dinner. I, I, I'd love to, you know, take photos with everyone, but I, I just want to have my dinner with my friends here. And, yeah. and he was polite about it. You yeah. Know? Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he was cool. I, my wife made these uh, like uh, monkey fur sideburns for me to paste on the side of my face. And, uh, you know, I was the first time I met him. Uh, at, at the next day after meeting him at the hotel, I walked in with those, and, and he thought it was pretty funny. Nice. Okay, uh, so he's got a that. decent sense of humor, then. 
He does. He does. But he's very intense. He's an intense dude. He seems like it. Yeah. It, it seems he, like he knows what he wants and yep. he, he'll joke about it. But like one thing I was noticing from the link vault doc is like when it came down to the wire, he's like, why it's been a fucking year. Like what is happening or what, you know what I mean? Like he, he wants what he wants and he, I don't know, which I get. Like, it's not unreasonable, an unreasonable quality in a person. So, I think what Luke meant to say was down to the wire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he knows what he wants. There's no question about that. And he, you know, he expects everyone, I guess, to go along with it. And uh, that's when the humor kind of drops off and the shit starts. You know. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. if he's the one coughing up the bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's paying. Yeah. The so, yeah, but right. um, yeah, overall, great experience. L.A. Johnson was a great experience. Uh, it was a real shame when when I heard he had passed away. Yeah. He was a lovely yeah. guy. We watched some hockey games. San Jose was playing Detroit, and we watched a few of those games, and and it was it was a blast. Nice. Awesome. Um, Any interactions with Longgrain with Ben? No, Ben wasn't there, and I'm I'm like you, Russ. I, I, he's he's one of the main guys for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's just I know. How do you well, feel then, Mark, about this being his last album? Do you feel okay with it? Do you feel okay, or at least that last song uh, being? Yeah, I'm okay with that last song, but yeah. a little. It's it's a little tarnished uh, in in you know, tarnished his image a little <laughs> bit. I guess. It, it, yeah. Most people aren't so focused on Ben, but you know. Well, but I I, I thought Russ. it was. Uh, <laughs> well, then there's me. Yeah. yeah then there's Russ. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny, you know. Russ, I, I've followed the whole thing all the way through. I told Luke how I got connected to the podcast and all that through oh, cool. through uh, Buffalo Tom on Twitter. But oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, my cousin was a drummer. He used to play with Levon Helm down in Arkansas. Oh so. boy! Oh boy! Uh, you're hitting all the right buttons. I'm just gonna leave you two guys alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna check out of this. I'm gonna check out of this. Get a room. Jesus. There oh, we man. go. I just I just watched this uh documentary on Netflix, I think it was Netflix, and it was called like Count Me In or something. It was about like Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I was fucking pissed. I was like, you don't mention Levon anywhere in really? this fucking thing? None, dude. Do they mention, mention Ringo? They must yeah, mention they, Ringo. They talk about Ringo. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Luke. <laughs> I won't watch it. But I mean, what about Ralphie? They talk about Ralphie Molina? Oh man. What the fuck? <laughs> So that's amazing, man. You've got connections to all the, all the greats, man. Well, it was, you know, the Neil thing was pretty interesting. But, you yeah. know, he, I, again, he was very nice. He, he got me backstage tickets to uh, see Wilco and, cool. and, and Neil when he was here. So I got to personally see uh, Jeff Tweedy puking on wow. sta- off the side. <laughs> oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's awesome. I'm seeing Wilco literally this weekend, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, maybe yes. I'll get him. Maybe I'll see if I can get him to puke. That'd be kind of. I great. bet Jeff Tweedy's puke is just sonically beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything that guy touches becomes some, uh, something of beauty. I, you bet know? Sm- I bet it smells like Jesus, etc. <laughs> et et yes, Jesus, etc. Oh, I like yeah. that one, Russ. That was good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we should. Uh, we're coming on a, a two and a half hours here, but Mark, I. I do. Uh, I am curious. You meant you mentioned Ben. You mentioned Neil. What is, what's your go to Neil album? You've thrown on some Neil. What do you go to? Um, wow, this is going to this is going to like it's yeah. It is either it's either on the beach tonight's the night. 
night or or uh, time fades away. Wow, I, I love that album, and and I had him. I took those three albums for him to sign. He signed on the beach. He signed uh, tonight's the night. He didn't he sign. He didn't sign time, time fades away. Oh my no. god! Wow, <laughs> he's really he's really committed. He's to that. committed. He's, he's yeah. absolutely committed. Oh my god! That's I just was fucking, what like two thousand seven or something that's like so that. Yeah. My yeah. respect for Neil just shot through the roof. That's so <laughs> that's badass. He really. That's well, that's awesome. that's a document of a period of his life that he just did not have. Yeah. He hated. It's so weird. Time he fades away the whole is experience. so good. It's so I good. I love it so much. Yeah. All of us, we yeah. all got Yeah, well, that's it. a surprise. Like, when we tell people that, like, a lot of people ask us, what, what are the albums that you ended up really liking? And it's always Time Fades Away or yeah, American Stars of Ours. Yeah. And people, and people just go, oh, my God, really? It's like, yeah. Have you listened to it? Holy shit. That's, yeah. so that's amazing, man. I can't. That that's makes amazing. me so happy. Well, well uh... <laughs> So, Mark, there's only – we were just saying this. on. You'll hear it if you listen to this episode. Which, which I don't recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. But we do that with all of our episodes. Um, we mentioned how I think there's a – I think maybe 10 studio records left. What what record, studio record from this point forward would you – Oh, want like if, if we were to have you on to talk about a record what would you want to be on Russ, do you about? count homegrown from, from fork I, in the I road onward yeah is that yeah. what you're saying yeah oh man can uh, i guess well you can you can count homegrown because it was would it you was, count it it was unreleased i would count homegrown yeah yeah i didn't I count that it in- up that was it's new to you as Ernie Bach would say. I'd either go home don't please. I don't. would I my guess mark would be psychedelic pill. Come on down, Mike. Come on. No, I, no, no, no. I'm I starting my Ernie and the Automatics podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hadn't listened to that album in a long time. And then when you guys did the podcast, I went back and I thought, yeah, this album's pretty damn tight. Yeah. It is. It's a good one. I like that record a lot. I'm Which one? To talk about uh, psychedelic pill. Psychedelic pill, yeah. Yeah. I'm if we to talk about if we time it right, I think we'll have John Craigie back on for Psychedelic Pill, maybe oh, okay. in studio because he's playing in Boston. Oh, nice! So, yeah, we'll see. Nice. Um, All right, but yeah. Mark, anyway, thank you so much. Yeah, for sorry. Taking I, the time. I, I like I told you in my uh, in my uh, Facebook message, I'm not an entertainer, so. Neither are we. Neither are we. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously, you've listened to us, so you know. I, mean. I, I, I absolutely love the podcast, and, and I spent uh, a good part of the spring and early summer listening to back-to-back wow. episodes. So. Nice. Thank well, you so well, much. So That's a big me, chunk of time. Let me, let me ask the, this stupid version of Luke's question. So you were a fan of Neil Young, and you met Neil Young. And now you're claiming to be a fan of Long May You Young, and now you're meeting the hosts of Long May yeah. You Young. So what is what's the how do you compare uh, the two? You know, it's it's. <laughs> I guess I, I mean I'm, really I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words. You can tell I'm yeah. nervous about meeting you guys. So. <laughs> well, I'll, Mark, I'll just say this: we're not going to sign time, sign time fades away either. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> But Luke will puke. Luke hey, will oh, puke. By the way, just like Jeff Tweedy did. Yeah. Uh, I sent you guys a uh, a, a message on uh, I think it was an Apple review or something of the podcast. But okay. I do have a pre pre uh, linkfold story with Neil. I saw him at what's now DTE Energy Music Theater. It was Pine Knob at the time. Stills Young Band '76. Oh. And he and Stephen were walking around at looking at the merch booth 
And I was, I was standing there and then like still, it was visually molesting my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and when he, when I listened to that album that you guys reviewed, I just, I died. Why? Cause, cause wow. Stills wanted to make love to your That's, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he was even creepier than the electric arrow star. I think. Oh my God. That's great. He's the electric arrow star of rock. He really is. Yeah. So, People, yeah. Speaking was of he, was he going to uh, buy one of his own t-shirts? Probably. <laughs> so in, in that same interview I read earlier on in the episode about uh, that interview with Crosby, when they asked who's the best singer in CSNY, he said, Stephen Stills. It's not even a question. Really? So, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I so don't that know. doesn't mean that doesn't mean long may you run. <laughs> right, yeah. Doesn't that doesn't mean the Stills Young Band album is any good. Yes, it except does. for that one song. <laughs> Those yeah, two that songs. Was, that was a tough album to get through as well. <laughs> well, what's tougher, uh, Fork in the Road or uh, or Long May You Run? Uh, Fork in the Road. I can at least wow. listen, I can listen to Fountain Blue without you know going into war. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah. I kind of like that song too. Yeah. I do yeah. too. I, I kind of like that. One. It's a weird. I think tune. I said. That. I think I said. Yeah, it's a weird one, but I I really do. Yeah. Like that's why I like it. <laughs> Mark, is that uh, Bill Murray from, from Life Aquatic behind you there? Uh yes, it is. <laughs> nice. I dig it. Very nice. Zoom. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. All yep. right. Well, All right, Mark. Thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, yeah my man. pleasure. Yeah, and, and uh, thanks. The opportunity. Appreciate yeah. it. And thanks for being a listener. We really appreciate. Yeah, it so I'm much. looking forward to the to the future with you guys. Yeah, yeah of course, man. It's yeah. always you know it's always a, a real circuitous path. So I like that. Yeah, <laughs> and thanks, uh, thank thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. I don't. I mean, we're hitting the archives oh, now. Right. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we gotta. We have to talk we about that. To how we're gonna that out. How we're gonna hit out. the archives? Yeah. You know, we may do, well, I know, need to get some people especially involved. Especially with the Patreon and stuff. Yeah. But as far as the studio records, the next one would be, oh, uh, shit. Is it? Well, that'd be Psychedelic Pill, right? No, I no. think it's Lenoise. It's Lenoise. Oh, yeah, Lenoise. That's crazy. There's like yeah, fucking. Lenoise. There's like seven or eight uh, archive and live records in between this and Lenoise. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We'll, we'll talk off podcast yeah and figure out, we're gonna but, uh, yeah yeah this we is how well, well prepared we are mark <laughs> yeah you get to hear it live it. Yeah. right now i like the i like the uh, behind the curtains uh kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, should, you just you you didn't see me pissed in bottles yet so you know uh, no that's, uh, i was gonna ask about that i, I see your long trail sign behind you so <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the detroit beer what are you what have you been drinking oh shit uh there's no Detroit beer. There used to be Stroh's Fire Brewed, Bohemian. Yeah, Stroh's. But yeah. that's long gone. It's, I mean, they oh. still market it, but the brewery's oh. gone long ago. Oh, it's a it, bummer. Am I wrong? Is Detroit, does, do they have, like, good uh, homemade sodas? Or, uh, I don't you know, know. What am I thinking of? I'm not a, I'm not a soda guy. I don't drink soda much anymore, but I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about some kind of really good like homemade sodas that might have come from detroit but well, so according to the guy from the link volt docuseries they have good ethnic people <laughs> oh, yeah according right. to that good one guy people. detroit is 82 percent ethnic and he wouldn't walk around there without his rifle <laughs> yes and that's why that's he uh, wanted to go there what a charming uh view 
Yeah, well, that was the second hand, what he said from Neil. Neil yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> the guy didn't want anyone to hear him, but Neil told everybody what Neil, he said. That was awesome. Neil just fucking blew his spot up. It was the totally best. fucking outed the guy. <laughs> Racist. That was awesome. Oh, anyway, on that note, let's. On uh, that note, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, end this fucking shit. <laughs> hey, thank right. you, Mark. We thanks, Mark. You, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, hey, Mark. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Appreciate right, it, man. Much, thank you. All yes. right, see you guys. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.